In this episode of Watch Out for Fireballs, Cole and I will be talking about Snatcher for the Sega CD. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. In order to get a free audiobook trial or any other piece of audio entertainment you'd like, go to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs, sign up for their trial, and then drop it in a big old fucking pot of soup. Okay, cool. When do you want to record? Uh, let me look here. Calendar, calendar. Uh, Saturday afternoon looks like it works best for me. Sure. Um, let me just uh, punch that into my Merlin Manager app. Hmm. Here we go. And uh, now you were saying that you had something you wanted to talk to me about? Can we uh, make it quick? I wanted to finish listening to this episode of Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. Uh, Gary, about that. Mm, I just wanted to investigate or... <sighs> Sorry, poor just of words there. Uh, interrogate. Uh, well, yeah. Gary, you just kind of haven't been yourself lately, man. I just, I mean, uh, it's hard to tell over the phone, but is that, is that babies, kids in the background? I mean, uh, yeah, it is. It helps me relax. And well, listen, Gary, you know, I know I'm kind of springing this on you at a weird time, but let me Skype him in. Uh, I want to invite a third person to the podcast. Gary, meet Arbitrary Larac. Hello. Uh... Tell me, Gary, have, have you been outside lately? Your Skype icon's getting a little bit pasty. No, that, that's just because it... Well, fuck it, fucking fine. I'm just going to save us both the time, okay? Arbitrary Larac is actually Carl Uradra, a clone of my great-uncle Jim Jam. Um, I haven't been outside because UV rays make me burst into a fireball because I'm a grabber clone of your father that buried you in a sensory deprivation tank after the Bay of Pigs incident. I'm looking to take over the world, and you see, just like all grabbers, my other telltale sign is that I must watch Bebe's kids 24-7. And if I don't, I will actually burst into an even Gary, bigger... Gary, 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 wait, wait, wait. Hold, 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 hold on for a second. Hello? This package was delivered to my house by mistake. Wow! Look at you! Uh, uh, uh. Oh, sorry, sorry about this nosebleed here. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy, howdy! <laughs> oh, sorry, I can't even... Oh, I'm so nervous, I can't muster up the lip moisture to whistle. Uh, but, uh, would you like to go on a date? I mean, like, we could, we could go to the mall and grab some dinner and a movie and a malted and share it with two straws and just... Oh, Cole, Cole, you're you're gonna do this now? Aren't you even listening to me? Ah, this is just like when Khalil, Lashawn, and Pee Wee were captured by the park security. You're, you're not even listening. I'm going to destroy all of Cincinnati. You live there. I'm going to explode you with 3.2 megajoules of force. Metal Gear. <laughs> Am I glad that's over now? Which girl do I choose? And that's why mankind must always be on the lookout for his true enemy, human nature. Credits.
My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And for this episode, we are talking about Snatcher, which is an adventure game developed and published by Konami for the Sega CD in 1994. Yep, and just real quick, uh, this game was is suggested by one of our Kickstarter backers. Oh, yes. Uh, Blaine Nemier? Nemier? Nem- <laughs> I, I believe it's Nemier, like the, like the French Nemier? one. He, uh, th- this may be a fake memory, but I think he uh, confirmed the correct pronunciation at one point. That, that's possibly true. You if, gave us money, you're... and then we besmirched your name. <laughs> so Yes, yes. then we mispronounced your name, and then didn't bother to look up the pronunciation. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Later. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, throughout this game, you play as Gillian Seed. You are a junker who investigates the city of Neo Kobe to hunt down androids called Snatchers who kill their victims and assume their identities and appearances. In any given scene, you can perform multiple actions like look, investigate, talk, and show evidence. Yes. Pretty basic adventure game kind of stuff, except with two synonyms that I cannot quite tell yeah, why I, they're treating them differently. That drove me fucking nuts. Yeah. Which <laughs> I hate that so much. Yeah. I mean, I get what I understand. I know words. I know uh-huh. that there's a difference between looking at something and investigating it, uh-huh. but the information you would get as a result of either verb was not consistent. Like sometimes you had to look at something to get the key piece of information just by glancing at it, but you wouldn't get it by going over and checking it out in detail. Uh huh. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, real, real gross. Uh, but yeah, yeah, they were trying to, uh, um, adapt the adventure game to a gamepad, uh, in a much more delicate way than like the, uh, you know, various console ports have missed, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's a menu of stuff. Yeah, and this is just to, to set a, a tone. So, Blaine, we we like your favorite game, like yeah. or, you know, the game that you want to suggest. Like, I like this game. Oh, it's, There's it's just great. a lot of things that are frustrating about it. So, yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. So we, we we call it an adventure game, but it's more like a visual novel, which, to, me, yeah. to my estimation, makes it a national treasure that must be uh, that must be cherished because it is one of the five na- or one of the five visual novels that is not pornographic. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's it's only there's you're you're a per don't you play as a <laughs> protagonist pervert. Yeah, don't yeah. don't get us wrong. It is not explicitly po- pornographic. However, your character does want to have sex with every yeah. underage like girl Anything that he runs that into. Moves. Yes, yeah. not the first blue velvet reference or the last. <laughs> um, but uh, so there are a couple of action sequences, even though this is an adventure game, uh, where you need to shoot enemies before they can attack you. Uh, these are played with a gamepad, um, where you have to move the cursor over the right quadrant, which is the only word I can think of, even though there are nine of them, uh, on the screen. Uh, the Sega CD version, uh, used a light gun for these segments if you, if you had one. Which would be way cooler. Yeah. Um, I think. The Sega CD version is a remake of a much earlier version of the game that came out on the PC-88 in Japan. Um, that version ended at Act 2. Wisely. Which is mind-boggling. <laughs> well, it, it's a, it, it, either way, it doesn't work. Like, I, I mean, it, like, it would be so con- unsatisfying if it ended right there. Yeah. Um, and then what they posited, I, I don't particularly like. Yeah. Um, it has been remade several times uh, before. Before being ported to the U.S. and yeah, remade, yeah. there's a PlayStation version. There's later versions that never came here. This is yeah, the only version that's available in the United States. Yeah, the later versions after the Sega CD one were uh, were like censored too. This game is shockingly mm-hmm. gory um, in a lot of places. Um, oh but, yeah, uh, but yeah, um, the Sega CD version was the only one that we got. They only made like five copies, like they did for every Sega console game. <laughs> so yeah, uh, if yeah. you look around, like you can't buy this. You have to you have to emulate it, which makes me feel bad. But um, yeah, I'm, not would, paying, I'm not paying $250 on eBay for this thing. You no, know? I'm kind of surprised that it, it hasn't been released. Yeah. 
somehow. I mean, it's got, I mean, the, the stuff is way more complicated. It's very easy to say that. And it's more complicated than, than I understand. Yeah. You know, there are license rights up the wazoo in every mm-hmm. direction, probably that just prevent it from happening, but it would sell mm-hmm. like it, you know, Kojima is a, is still a, like a, yeah, I would not gonna say he's a household name, but he is a, you know, a basement video game den room name, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's popular enough to, to move some units yeah. as far as this goes. So yeah. do it like a 3ds remake and, you can see it going uh, like, pretty well. It, it's kind of a cliche to say this, but like a like an iOS version would probably make bank or do yeah. very well or be very successful, especially because it doesn't rely on like cursor context information. You know, just yeah. kind of like you just press this thing to do this thing. Do it. You the dummy. shooting scenes would work just perfect. Yeah. Like the yeah. Uh, yeah, even at like a six ninety nine or something like that, I think they would mm-hmm. do really well. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> like six ninety nine. You're just gonna say, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's uh, yeah, yeah. you know, there, <laughs> it's, it's, there's there, there's inelastic demand here, so I would say somewhere between five ninety nine and six ninety nine. Let's go the let's go with the upper edge to make it. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say this recognizing that on Facebook, I said I would pay twenty dollars for this. <laughs> I would, I would have paid twenty dollars for it. Yeah, like if you, you do a remake, I, I think twenty dollars would be a good yeah. price for it. Yeah, put it out yeah. on just uh, put it on like Wii or uh, you know, Black. yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. Oh well. So. <laughs> oh well. Uh, the, the the Sega CD version is actually you know a little bit special in that it was made like like that was the point when they decided to localize it into English. Um, and there were several changes that were made for that uh, in order to adjust to our cultural mores, uh, such as changing the hypersexualized Katrina uh, from 14 to 18. Yes. <laughs> so, illegal to barely legal. Yeah. In, yeah. In, oh, man. Um, C gets a degree. But uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there were also several sprites uh, that were changed to avoid copyright infringement, uh, such as in the Outer Heaven bar. Uh, notably, the Snatchers were changed from silver to green to reduce their resemblance to Terminators. Yes, which they still resembled, resembled Terminators <laughs> yeah. quite a bit. Um, and nothing was done to change the resemblance to Blade Runner. <laughs> no, <then>. Not at <laughs> all. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I have yeah. so many things to say about that. <laughs> um, there's an RPG remake of this as well called Snatcher SD for Super Deformed, um, released in 1990 that has elements from this game, or also elements from this game will go on to appear in uh, as homages in Kojima's later works as uh, earlier works appear in this game. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the fun things about... Uh, games that he has his name on is that they they kind of form this web. There's always going to be little touchstones yeah. from other games. Um, I can't. Yeah, I don't. No one. A couple of people answered on Facebook. Cole, have you played uh, Snatcher SD? No, no, I have not. Like I, I just I was aware of it uh, in doing research about this, but no. I'm curious about it. Like yep. I am. I don't know if I'm curious enough to to play it like this fresh. But I, I wonder if I would like a an RPG version of this. The battle system sounds really neat. Like uh, you, you run into different kinds of snatchers and spider monsters and stuff, and you can aim at them and do damage to specific points of them to yeah. disable certain attacks and everything, which like is kind that. of unusual for a JRPG of that, you know, that vintage 1990. Right. So pretty neat. Hmm. Yeah. No, I just uh, I haven't even seen a screenshot of it or anything. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. And like it, it kind of sounds like it would be a uh, uh, like a like a JRPG interpretation of Shadowrun. <laughs> hmm. a, a little yeah. Bit. Would- like with, which with, I would also be curious about. Yeah. Like, I would check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, we're as, as with adventure games, you know, in the past we've had the, you know, sometimes the individual connective tissue between things gets lost a little bit, but we're going to yeah. kind of go area by area and then talk about generalities as they come. Yeah. Uh, I, I messed up the order in the in, in the notes here um, in my haste to assemble them, but we're not going to do like a plot overview like we usually do because that would give away, uh, you know, uh, too much of the good stuff, right? That, so. that is the game. 
That, yeah. that, that is the entire game. But, yep. uh, it is, it is safe to say this takes place in Japan in a city, uh, called Neo Kobe, which is kind of like Hong Kong in that it is, uh, a mixture of a bunch of different cultures. Um, mm-hmm. and there is a growing menace of snatchers who are, uh, robot body snatchers. Well, the, uh, the, the kind of stuff that they, they say in the intro is, is worth, uh, kind of getting out in background. So there's yes. a, a great, uh, the catastrophe, um, 50 years ago where is a half or one third of the uh, the world's population was destroyed. Yeah, um, it was the like, release it was, of this virus. One third, yeah. Yeah. So this virus was released that killed one third of the population, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think it was uh, ten years ago, mm-hmm. um, these snatchers started appearing. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, the numbers are, are getting a little bit uh, beyond me, but ten years ago these snatchers started showing up, and they uh, they take the place of uh, people, and uh, and that's pretty, more or less what you know when you when you start out. You are getting hired by a organization uh, called Junker. Yeah. Um, you are going to become a junker, which is essentially a bounty hunter. <laughs> which is some kind, some kind of crazy acronym. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And any resemblance to being a Blade Runner is entirely coincidental. Yeah. It is. You, you look like Deckard, <laughs> you know, in it. So Blade Runner is a cool watch Blade Runner this morning before yep. we started. I, uh, it's been as, a little bit longer since I've seen it, but I've seen that movie a bunch of times. As I, as I do so. on like a monthly basis. So yeah. Cause it's yeah. very good. Yeah, it's great. great. I, like it's like to my mind, it is the clo- like not not the closest. Like there are probably like better movies, but it is it is approaching being a perfect movie to my to yeah. my to my estimation. So yeah, <clears throat> it's excellent. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, this uh, this game, uh, you know, it it, uh, it, it bites Steez, uh with with wild abandon. Uh, so much so that in that opening cutscene, they even uh, like take the first shot of Blade Runner with yep. those crazy uh with those crazy flaming smokestacks on the skyline. Like just like be, be a little bit more subtle, okay? Well it's not that's a it's all like that's that's a Ko, you know that's Kojima. Like that he is, he likes yeah. his movies. Yeah. You know? he, so he, just, he, uh, he does like his movies, but I couldn't point to a point where he was more where where he was more directly lifting. Yeah, this this has this has several points that are directly lifting. Yeah, yeah. You know, many many things are just exactly from something else. And like mm-hmm. It's a real good illustration of um, kind of like I think kind of a game that succeeds in spite of a lot of things like that that sound like detriments. Yeah. Like the fact that like, oh, it's a bunch of Terminators that are doing Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh-huh. Like those are two plots that are you know older than dirt. Exactly. Like it's so – you know, there's nothing about this game that really surprises plot-wise. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that does surprise is infuriating and stupid. <laughs> yeah. That happens at the end. Yeah. But, but it still succeeds because of like tone and uh, kind of like just production uh-huh. you know, value well, it, to it. It, it, like, makes it, makes it, work. it makes a magnificent setting. Like they take these yeah. familiar things and then, you know, there's there's some kind of alchemy that happens and there's just enough effort put into this kind of alternate history of the future uh, that, that 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 makes it engaging. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. It's a really well-realized world that you're you're starting out in this game that is more, you know, more original. Like it, it, the game has a lot of Blade Runner to it. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like Blade Runner, but there is a lot of detail in the world that is original. And uh, a lot of that stuff is available as purely optional content. Yeah, you know, for for you to kind of explore, and that helps a lot too. Like the world feels very lived in, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is a, a big, uh, big science fiction. Yeah, you know, plus like if you're going to do science fiction, like make your world seem like people live there. Yeah, and uh, you know, so that in, ends up helping. So it, it's it's kind of an odd game. Like I was, uh, you know, texting with my girlfriend last night when I was watching the half hour cutscene at the end, <laughs> and she was asking what I was doing. I was like, well, I'm like a minute twenty of this thirty minute cutscene like is you know just pure gobbledygook 
And and I was trying to explain to her that it was a good game, and like it just didn't make any sense, you know. Yeah. And I was like, no, you know, it's it's pretty much it's like Blade Runner and Terminator. And she's like, well, that sounds really boring. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I I can't really explain it. You know, it, it's yeah. it's not. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's really neat, but it's not. Uh, uh, it just it has a lot of uh, recycled elements. Yeah, I don't think that something being a der- you know a derivative work immediately discounts it as like being worth attention. It's just what does it do to you know like like what does it get at, you know by creating more of a sum of its parts, right? No, I mean I don't think so either. Yeah. But this is this is a derivative work on a scale, you know, on a really like a really <laughs> that we high hadn't scale. Encountered before? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like we definitely yeah. we haven't done in the show. Like uh-huh. I mean, we do things with influences, but this is you know so much influence just kind of stacked on top of each other that like it's even i i definitely don't think something being a derivative work means yeah. it's not worth paying attention to but this is the derivative work and, and it gets like, it gets a little tricky because like when you when you start getting into like philip uh, philip k dick novels like like blade runner has influenced everything yeah like that's, like that's everything like the, like the, this is just short of like making a game that was based entirely on alien right <laughs> you know? right right, right. So, yeah. so, or, it, like, or like the, the, what is it, the Kurosawa thing that Star Wars is based on? Oh, like yeah, the yeah. Impenetrable uh, Fortress. The Impenetrable or the, Fortress, or, yeah. I, I, so like, the, I, and I would even go as far as say, like, Magnificent Seven has influenced so yeah. much more <laughs> than, than we know, you know, or, you know, that we could name right now anyway. But, right. But, yeah. Right. So, it's, yeah, it's kind of one of those, uh, yeah, like a, like the cl- stories that are kind of part of our collective. Yeah, yeah, but, but it, it's, it's really direct too. Like uh-huh. it's, it's not just the uh, the main story takes kind of takes using that. It's also using the individual elements of other stories and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like it just it's just worth noting. Like I don't think it means it's bad. No, it's just, no, it, yeah, I think it's yeah. actually good. It just it's very it's very unusual. We we will reiter- we, we, uh, reiterate constantly. We both like this game. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like this game. I don't, I liked it better in my memory than when I replayed it mm-hmm. because I think I'm more sensitive to some Kojima bullshit yeah. now that I'm old than and, I was when I first played it. But and, and this is my first exposure to it. So the you this know, is the when, first time you played this game. Uh huh. Are you serious? Even as a Kojima fan, yeah, that's crazy. I did, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, like I thought I could have swore you had already played this before, and with the visual novel thing, and nope. and just being such a big Kojima fan, I'm really surprised by that. Yeah. Um. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was Very just a blind spot, and I'm happy I filled it. Well, so it's hard to get you, a hold Blaine. of. And, yeah. Yeah, th- yeah. yeah, thanks, Blaine. Thanks for <laughs> helping cool out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you <laughs> should, should we move into the actual game? I don't want to drag us kicking yeah, and screaming yeah, yeah. into it but the, because this is good. But, uh, but yeah, you, uh, you show up at Junker HQ, and you start, uh, you start immediately creeping. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> You meet there's there's very few characters in this game. Yeah, um, and, you meet, <laughs> and even uh, fewer yeah. voice actors. So yeah, <laughs> that is true. Um, so you meet uh, meet Mika, who's in this like cool bulletproof pod at uh, Junker HQ, which has a grand like talk about like top heavy, you know, management <laughs> structures. Yeah. Like there's one manager for every four employees. Yep. Um, two of which are actually active field agents, and th- <laughs> these are the people <laughs> taking out the snatcher menace. It's a ridiculously small. It is. It is a really tiny startup. Yep. You know. Um, you know. It's a uh, with a seven floor building full of future tech um, and lots of resources. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I thought that was weird that there weren't more more uh, junkers. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she works there, and you you know you see her, and you are just like a, immediately bonered out. Like there's there's not you can't look at a woman without getting a boner if you're a Hideo Kojima protagonist of this era. <laughs> like that is what happens. So you always you have these options to just like be 
fucking gross. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's yeah. like a smell option. It's smell. Like I just, yeah, like smell, compliment, coerce. Like what is before I click coerce, I don't know what it means. <laughs> don't make me do that. Co- coerce, uh, and I and I'm gonna have to click it because I'm an adventure Roomba. But yeah, <laughs> I, yeah you know, and it I'm just gonna means save like, my state first. But we wheedle for a date is yeah. what coerce means. Yeah, so, so <laughs> kind of has like a little bit of a Mass Effect thing where you're not quite sure what your what your one verb actually means. Yeah, or like a La Noire. Yeah, where yeah. like you'd be like doubt, and then when you click doubt, your like, guy's just like, "I knew you did it." <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're at the last minute. They changed uh, doubt to accuse or accused yeah, to doubt yeah, rather. Yeah. 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 Oh man, I hope we do La Noire sometime. Yeah, I, I love that game. Yeah. Um, or yeah, I love the first eighty percent of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as is a growing theme. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Let's just assume that we always like the first eighty percent of a thing. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. Um, Except so Tomba, she, she gives you. But- Except for Tomba, yeah. yeah, she she explains um, and uh, Fallout Two, where we didn't like the first, you know, five percent of it. Oh, yeah. The um, the uh, she explains a little bit about the setting of Neo Kobe and tells you about how it's you know so uh, uh, diverse and it's a melting pot, melting pot um, of everything. <laughs> Freudian and, slip. Yeah, melting pot. It is a melting pot. She explains the basics of this melting plot, um, and uh, you learn a little bit about your background, which is uh, you're married, but you have amnesia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and am- amnesia is as common as the cold here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because your wife also has amnesia, and kind of like uh, I actually I was expecting to be annoyed by this relationship, and I actually kind of liked it. Yeah, the the whole idea of you know you you and your wife like still having some affection for each other, like knowing that you should have that, but yeah. not living together and not necessarily being romantic. Yeah, you know, and and it's... him, you know, this guy because he wants romance with anybody or anything at any time. <laughs> um, kind of trying to recapture that and her being resistant because the, you know, feelings haven't come back yet. Yeah. yeah. Like I actually thought that was really kind of subtle and, and neat. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a, a, a weird, accurate portrait of estrangement in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So you have to, you take a tour of a mm-hmm. uh, junker HQ. Um, I first went and met the chief. Yep. You learn your like, seven rules of robotics or whatever. You're junker. <laughs> Rules are just like don't hurt people and kill junkers, but it's explained over like eight rules for some <laughs> some weird reason. Yeah, uh, and which, kind of uh, it, or go ahead. Which then have no bearing. Like at Ooh. one point, maybe your investigation is stopped because you don't have a warrant, but that's about it. It happened. Yeah, it happens once. I think that stuff is just kind of world building, like yeah. them just kind of doing a little detail for what this job is like when it's not, you know, end times. Yeah. Um, kind of uh, the only important thing you can do here at the time, um, other than get your equipment is uh, he's got this odd painting in his <laughs> office that you'll remark upon. It doesn't, doesn't fit with the room. doesn't hold the room together yeah. at all. It doesn't hold the room together. <laughs> holds the room together. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love when you inspect this sofa. It says it's the latest in sofas employing chaos system technologies. Yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. The game is like for the first like half of it, it's really funny. Yeah. Like, 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 like I laughed out loud like several times during this game, which I'm sure I didn't when I first played it. Like I didn't understand, you know, that, that my sense of humor had changed, but I think it's really funny. Uh-huh. And that's really funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I really like that robot sofa. Yeah. It's, the system robot sofa. That's great. It's like the secret mascot for Snatcher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, the chief, he, he kind of has like an Edward James almost kind of feel to him a little bit. Like, uh, hmm. like the, just, he, he looks like he's perpetually sweaty and unsavory. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, but then you go from, uh, for, from there to, uh, to, to, to Barry, uh, Harry, uh, yeah. in engineering. <laughs> Yes, uh, a bearded drunk who's won several Nobel prizes 
Yeah, yeah. For some like, reason, he's like the like the like the most uh, the the most decorated scientist in the entire world, and he's yeah. wearing a trucker cap and swinging from a bottle of yeah. brandy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's at no point does he come off like a very decorated scientist, but right. that is actually the case. Um, and you meet your your navigator. So every snatcher has a little tiny robot with him that kind of acts as a secretary. Yeah. And uh, it's it, I, I like uh, Metal Gear a lot as a narrative purpose because it allows you to not have narration. So all yeah. of this uh, exposition, you're constantly doing it through dialogue as opposed to, uh, you know, like a thought in our monologue or something like that. So it's real clever from that perspective among all the other kind of functions yeah. uh, he holds. But uh, his name is Metal Gear and he's a <laughs> tiny little Metal Gear. When he comes out, they play uh, music, which I was sure, and it's from like the MSX version of Metal Gear 2, I think, Yep, is what I read. Um, they play, play his music and his shadow comes out. Yeah, and, and stuff. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. Which, um, like, to, like to my mind, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to be riding around on a shoulder for, shoulder of a gigantic Metal Gear." <laughs> but, uh, but no, yep. he's a little he's a little C three uh, PO sound motherfucker. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got that. Like, yeah, the, the uh, you know one of one of the gay Star Wars robots. <laughs> like that's kind of what, what he is. But, but I love <laughs> his character. He's like uh, he, he throws in a couple of barbs, and he's you know he's funny. He's funny. His his barbs are are funnily placed. Like we'll talk about them. Yeah. But there's times where he's like, I, but the uh, the other thing too is he's so um, incapable of of, of lying uh-huh. that I can't. He would be a detriment on any investigation. <laughs> like every time you run into someone you want to interrogate, he just says what you want to do <laughs> and like what like, what the rules are about it. Like this guy would tank any kind of actual detective work. One hundred percent. Like you leave him in the car. Yeah. In the turbo cycle. Oh, it's time man. to go to you know you outer mean, haven. You mean the spinner? Oh wait, this isn't Blade yeah, Runner. <laughs> it got changed from tricycle. <laughs> tricycle. <laughs> That's what it was. And the 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 in the translation before it was the turbo cycle. Oh, it used to be the tricycle. Shit. <laughs> it oh. changes things. Um. Yeah, but so he's he's going to act as um your little buddy. He's going to keep evidence for you. He's um, your interface, a, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. He's got a flashlight on him. He's got a motion detector, um, which I love. Like all, the, and then he's got a, he's who you save your game through. Yeah, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, so when when you meet Harry, um, you know he thinks that he recognizes you. Yeah, he also but, has uh, amnesia. He, yep, <laughs> <laughs> this whole city is going to shit um, with with all these amnesiacs. Yeah, um, you can go um, do target practice, so it introduces you to the shooting. Yeah, uh, which we we already kind of explained. Like, there's not that much more to it. You know, it's like a police trainer. Was what it reminds me of, like the arcade game Police Trainer. We have the nine quadrant or nine uh, non nondrants. I don't know <laughs> nondrants. Uh, there we go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So and and you know you get a you get a little practice with it, and it's kind of interesting because later if you're using a controller, these get hard, uh-huh. and practicing is actually a good idea. Yeah. Like it's kind of it's kind of a weird intersection of your character doing something that you're going to have you know practicing, so you get better at something he's going to have to do later. Yeah. So I practiced at every opportunity, and that may have contributed to my opinion that the shooting in this game, like even though it's not optimal or ideal, it like it's not as bad as the reputation kind of, you know, it doesn't warrant its reputation. It's not. I don't think it's well. So the uh, if you're playing it on an emulator, um, uh-huh. I think it's different. I feel like um, everything I'd read about it, and I don't remember from when I played it on an actual Sega CD, but it used to be to aim your cursor, you used to have uh-huh. to hold down a button. Oh yeah! Your if, if you're on a keyboard and you're holding up and left and up and right, and there's no like, yeah, yeah. But I was playing. No, if, you, it with if you're a, using a Sega controller, I think that you had to hold down the B button ooh. and press in the direction to move the thing, Holy and then shit. while holding down the B button, hit C to fire. 
Ooh. That's what every everything I've read. It didn't work that way for my my using playing my Xbox controller. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, no, I, but that's what I've read, and that that I remember hating them and getting stuck on several of them when I was younger, which kind of supports that. But I don't. Yeah. Uh, I didn't play it that way this time. So I'll, I'll defer to your kid experience on that. However, you know, I played it on my living room TV with an SNES controller, and it was fine. So yeah, so yeah, my experience colors that. It's it's fine. I think that there are several of them that are a little too long. Yeah. And I think that um It's weird like, that you have I would to draw your pistol too. Cuz you never know exactly when you can do it. Like yeah. when is Metal Gear done telling you that there's a threat? Like <laughs> right. let me draw my fucking, you know, my fucking gun. Yeah. Um and I had some some problems with them where like I would, you know, it wasn't very responsive. Like I would think that I was uh, attacking and it wouldn't quite attack because I was registering, you know, a move command or something like that with the uh, the reticule. Mm-hmm. Um but I got through that by just tapping. Like if you just rapid fire it. Uh-huh. Like that that's what solved yeah, the the fights for me. Yeah, so so there are very you know the, 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 there are a couple things that I'm envious of of uh, Adam Savage about. Like I think that he's got an awesome job, and I really enjoy the the, the MythBusters program. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think that the thing about his life that I am most jealous they, of... Have they started a program now? <laughs> pro, 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 program. I said pegs for anti-Semites. I, I, I said program, Gary. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so I, I like his uh, Mythbusters program. Um, but uh, um, he owns a replica. Like, he made a replica of, of the uh, Blade Runner pistol, which hmm. I desperately wish that I owned. Well, I don't think we talked about it in uh, in Fallout Two, but the, I think it's the point two two three pistol is the Blade Runner pistol. Well, I know they have that gun in uh, New Vegas yeah. as well, which was my yeah. exclusive uh, uh, pistol once I found it. Yeah, which <laughs> is, which is the which is the reference to or is the Blade Runner pistol, which was also the two two yeah, two three yeah. in Fallout Two. Yeah, love that Blade Runner pistol. <laughs> yeah, so. so cool. But uh, but yeah, just yeah. <laughs> seemed like the good place to shoehorn that in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you yeah. get a call from Jean, who's the other uh, junker. Jean. Jean. Yeah. Jean Jean. Yeah. Jean Jean Jean. Yeah. Jean 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 Jack. Jean Jack. Jean Jack. There we go. Jean yeah. Jack Gibson. William Gibson. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's he's cornered a mail snatcher at a factory. Yeah. Yeah. So he so, is he's your partner. Um, not quite your partner because Metal Gear's your partner, but the other snatcher junker rather. Wait, yeah. what? Uh, that's yeah. there. That's so severely understaffed. Um, and you have to go rescue him. Yep. 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 Uh, budget cuts everywhere. <laughs> Do more worth less, <laughs> Jillian. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, yeah. So you head over to the old factory. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And this is a fun little like this is tense. Yeah, it is. Great, it's- like. The music is awesome here too. Like it really keys up the uh, the suspense here. I yeah, I think that like this game does a good job. There are like two things it does, and we'll talk about the other one when it comes up. Um, but there's two things it does to make you know a turn based adventure game actually have some feeling of action to it, uh-huh. other than just the shooting scenes and just the like the timing of uh, the music and the motion sensor uh-huh. thing is the is the one that I think is successful. Which is like when you when you're outside of a dangerous situation and then just you know. And then, you know, the music pops in like it, it feels right. Like it feels weirdly kinetic, you know, like it feels like, OK, time for action, even though I know I have all the time in the world to hit this menu button. Yeah. Even like, though it gives, it gives a sense of urgency, even though for all intents and purposes, this is a stack of hyper cards. 
It's it's yeah exactly. I I I thought that when I was playing it too. Like oh, this is a hyper card stack game. <laughs> like let's you just have to go through these flashcards in order more or less. Yeah. To to get through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Very very little choice going on in this game other yeah. than like what do you want to explore? That's. Yeah. You know, it's secondary. Yeah, there, there, there are a lot. There are a lot of uh, good smoke and mirrors making this feel more cinematic than it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. What was the other thing? Or uh, are we gonna hit that one? Uh, well, to... I, I guess it comes up here, but I mean, it, it pops up a lot, so we may as well talk about it. Um, I, I do not like the areas where you have to look at the same things over and over and over a certain number of oh, times. God, that is that, that is my absolute thing. least favorite. Product. thing about this game like um, uh, i just the, the, there are so many points you can see it in the notes where i just lose my goddamn patience because yeah, of that. it's well the, so I, I was thinking about like why would you do this this is dumb <laughs> and i think it's to make it feel like there's things are not based on a timer right so like in a game like this where you don't want to literally have a timer because you can't make something actually you know like the player has to get a critical piece of information before the plot can advance right so you can't have it based on a timer but you want to have something feel unpredictable mm-hmm. like 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 in a movie oh something's going to suddenly happen your character's not going to expect it yeah they think that's how they got around it like they wanted to have times when your character is just kind of like casting about randomly and would just mm-hmm. feel like oh something's burst through the window now oh the motion sensor went off but there are many times where I just like couldn't get it to trigger. Yeah. Like I missed like I, I investigated everything six times, but I only looked at everything five <laughs> times. Yeah. And like that is just it's so bad. Like yeah. that's so frustrating. Yeah. It's specifically because there are two different kinds of that. So the like the one that I don't mind, which is if you just invent like every after seven actions, something happens. And then yeah, whatever that, that the actions are. Fine. But then yeah. there's like where you have to do this magical incantation of like three looks and then six investigations in yep. order to make it go. And it's like, yeah. how in the hell would I have known that? Uh, you know, and that encourages just do everything over and over again. Like yep. beyond even just investigate everything twice because you get different text. Like yeah, investigate everything six times. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 like, and so I have no reason to do it time. I have yeah, no the reason third to do through it six time, you're getting the same information, which is universal. Like when you talk to somebody and get the same thing back, that's universal video game speak for move on. Yeah. Like if you talk to the townsperson, they've said their second thing. Don't talk to them anymore. Uh-huh. That's what video games have communicated to me my entire life. <laughs> like don't make me just keep looking at this fucking rug. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, well, maybe it'll change. Like, it won't. You know, yeah. like uh, I understand what it is going for. Like I feel like it's a, a, like trying to make that that cinematic unpredictability but it uh it did not work for me um and it, and it comes up a lot like there's one time specifically that was really fucking hair pulley and like yeah, yeah. yeah I, I even like i pulled up a walkthrough and i felt like i'd done everything yeah that it said the walkthrough and it still wasn't coming through are you talking about the painting uh no i'm talking about the um when you go to uh, uh gibson's house yeah that's Katrina, also really bad that was really bad. Yeah. And like I just couldn't – and there's so many – there's more things to do there because you can like call out for her uh-huh. and call out for the dog as well. So like this adds so many <laughs> options of things you just have to just do in every room, you know, six times just to make it happen, you know, make something happen. J- j- that's, j- that's bad. Just imagine. Pick up pick up Ed's hamster. You cannot. It's too fast. Pick up Ed's hands, hamster. It dodges. Yeah. It dodges. Yeah. It dodges. It dodges. You get it. it do- like, I yeah, left the room four turns ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was, it just, I just really frustrating, and it just, it happens a lot. Yeah, happens a lot. So, yeah, I guess the other thing too is what they're trying to do with that is encourage you to to look at everything. Like they have a story they want to tell. A lot of it's going to be on the periphery, and you don't have to experience it. But they want you to see as much of it as possible. But it was just a really like inelegant way of 
for you know all of its goals that I could have tried to accomplish. It is yeah. very inelegant. It's very yeah. ham-fisted. So, Ugh. yeah, that was just so bad. Yeah. <laughs> But, very, uh, very, very frustrating. But yeah, the, the, like the factory is neat just because like the, does this method of navigation show up uh, later on where it's just advance or retreat? Um, a little bit in the tunnels under the hospital, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can retreat them, but you just have to keep clicking advance like to go forward. Yeah. It has kind of that same sense of Silent Hill, like moving slowly, you know, further and further into a hole. Yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, um, also, also Silent Hill, unnecessary gore, uh, as you find Jean-Jacques uh, decapitated yeah. and still bleeding. So his heart is still pumping, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. This is very, uh, very new. And it's all, it's incredibly uh, uh, gory. And it happens right at the beginning, kind of signaling like, oh, this is a very adult yeah. you know, kind of story you're going to be uh-huh. gonna be seeing here. Which, like, if, yeah. if 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 I was if I was my age at that time and this was the first thing of that that I saw, I'd be sweet. You know, yeah. like, uh, you're not like, oh boy, somebody's head's cut off. I'm erect, but like, oh, okay, cool. This is a different <laughs> kind of product that I'm used to. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's nothing wrong with like, I mean, like over, like it, violence isn't inherently bad, right. you know, just because, I mean, it is in real life, but in media, it's not inherently bad. It's just whether it's gratuitous or not, uh-huh. you know, and they're trying to sell a threat uh-huh. and it, uh, it takes, uh, it takes its cues from like different kinds of you know, science fiction that are also very violent, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I have no problem with the violence in this game. I think it's actually used really well because there's really only three kind of extremely violent things you see. Right. And, uh, you know, every time it has like a little bit of, you know, has some impact, like I never really got, you know, dead into it or callous to it. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, when you're here, you know, Metal Gear is kind of freaked out about it. And, you know, you haven't met this guy, but this is obviously very significant. After you do the, you know, the magical combination of looks and investigates, uh, you get a couple of uh, clues here. Uh, you know, scrap mm-hmm. of paper um, and a key. And also, uh, you know, Metal Gear scans the contents of his stomach and finds out that he has ulcers and buffalo meat in there. <laughs> yes, he's been eating eating buffalo meat. The scrap of paper says search the house. Yep. Which is uh, which is useful. Um, it actually, and we'll we'll talk about it when we we get there. But that uh, one of the interesting differences between the original version of this and the Sega CD version comes from that. Oh. And the uh, the original version has a much cooler kind of payoff for that. Oh well. Than this one does. Um, yeah. So as you as you're doing so, um, and I guess I just throw this out there. I think it's really annoying that you can't pick things up. Like yeah. you just have to investigate it until the game decides you can pick it up. Yeah, like, and you don't pick it up. Metal Gear puts it in his inventory. Yeah, you yeah. you travel light. No. In this game, like you have, no, you have cash, an ID card, and a gun, and that's all you want to carry. Which I um, like, you know, narratively, not narratively, but just like for in terms of if we're preserving realism, I like that better than being a Roomba. But yeah, it like in terms of achieving your goals, nope, don't design puzzles yeah. around having an inventory if you're not going to have an inventory. Yeah, and they, and they they kind of don't like. There's not very much to the in the way of inventory puzzles uh-huh. in this game. It's just frustrating. I mean, there's only like seven objects. That you can pick up or something like that. But it's frustrating when I can see it. I know it's there, but I can't just get get yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I just have to figure out what the game wants me to do to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then snatchers show up. Yeah. Yeah. The the motion alarm goes off, which is a terrifying sound. Yeah. 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 It's a little bit like the Metal Gear codex sound, but a just, a, you know, pitch shifted and, and louder. Yeah. Oh man. Do you have anybody in your office or in your immediate surroundings who uses that sound as their uh, the Metal Gear sound, rather the alert sound as their uh, ringtone or text alert message? 
No, I'm I'm the only uh, video game person yeah, in my some, place of work. There's somebody in my office who does that, and it just puts me on edge every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I mentioned it in Bonfireside Chat, but what, my favorite student worker has a uh, – his text tone sounds all like the ringing bell oh, yeah. from the Tower of Latria and Demon Souls. <laughs> so that, that freaks me out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but uh, so, so, so the alarm goes off and there's a, like if, if you try to advance, there's a collapsed wall, which you can't get past. So really the only option is to try and find uh, the source of this faint beeping where Metal Gear tells you to turn up your, 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 your TV speakers in the Kojima mm-hmm. fourth wall breaking uh, that we also yep. love. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the, uh, so you find little John, which is uh, John Jack's uh, little digital assistant. Mm-hmm. And uh, get some information from him, more or less just kind of a chip. You can analyze it later. Yeah. Um, you do your first fight um, against, I guess the Snatchers have these things called Insectors. Yeah. Which is now, you know, knowing what I know about the end of the game, where do these guys play into any of this dumb mythology? <laughs> yeah. And why, why, it seems like if they were a thing, it would just be, you know, the military that had them. Why are they endemic to Snatchers? Yeah. Yeah. They're just robots. Yeah. Like there's nothing special about these things. They're not like killing spiders and stealing spider skins. You don't even have to kill the spider. You just wait for it to shed and then just crawl on in there. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> like, um, but anyway, so you do this pretty easy fight uh-huh. against them and, uh, get out, you know, uh, Metal Gear says he's paralyzed by fear yeah. and, uh, and can't leave because he's, he's a little wiener boy. <laughs> And yeah, you, you, you grab him and dive out. Yeah, you you pick him up and dive out, and then there's a funny little bit of dialogue. My ears are ringing. That's because you mm-hmm. had the volume turned up. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I, I like all the fourth wall shit. Yeah, that happens yeah. In, in all of Kojima's stuff. Mm-hmm. It's um, pretty neat. Yeah. So so you head back to Junker HQ, um, trying to find out. Uh, you, have, you have these couple leads you've gotten. Yeah. Um, you can you can talk to the chief and get uh, Gene's home. Yeah. Put on your map. Um. If you get hit, the game knows it, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. You, you get nano machines put in. Yeah. So. And also, uh, Harry blames you for Jean's death. Yeah, everyone's real bummed out. Yeah, yeah. You like you, you get the option to console Mika, um, and Harry is turned to the bottle pretty quick, and that gives you an important clue, which is uh, you know Jean's informant Napoleon. Cool. The options for Mika are console, smell. Or persuade. <laughs> get out there. Yep. So uh, unfortunate, unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah. Yep. 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 But uh, so Oof. so the, the, there's a system we didn't talk about, which is the computer room where you can use Jordan. Uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, a stupid, shitty acronym for something, but uh, it's a big database that only the Snatchers have access to, which is all yeah. information about everybody all the time. I was expecting to have to use this for way more puzzles, but Me you really too. only have to use it for one. I spent so um, much time here. Uh, yeah, it's pretty use, neat. You have to use it for two, uh, for both uh, Katrina and uh, Napoleon. But like everybody whose name you get, you can investigate. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about the Napoleon one. Uh, and this is also um, the codex for all of the cultural information. So you learn about Snow Nine. You learn about the catastrophe. I spent about an hour here reading everything. Yeah. Anybody yeah. you can put in, and they'll, they'll have information. This is really yeah. neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like this as an option. It's a good way. It's a nice balance of like taking this world building stuff, making it optional. Yeah. And uh, but it's also, uh, you know, there's a lo- enough of it you have to run into where you get a good picture. But if you want to go deeper, yeah, um, it's all available. Yeah. So very much so. But if you search for Napoleon, you just get information about the historical figure uh, with a couple of highlighted phrases that end up being very useful later in order mm-hmm. to progress the plot. Yep. Yeah. To uh, yep. So the uh, so you find his number on a bottle of brandy. Um, someone, I think it is Mika will give you this little connection. Napoleon was Jean's contact, yeah. like his informant. 
So, uh, you know, perhaps he knows what he's working on. Um, you call the number on the thing. He asks for a password. Napoleon's a really unpleasant little goblin. <laughs> he's like, offensive, but I'm not sure to who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks offensive to Chinese people, yeah. but he sounds offensive just to ears. And, yeah. and just like, nah, like he's, he's a, just a sniveling little wretch. He sounds offensive to the insufferable everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he's, he's gross. Yeah. Um, you know, he's kind of a fun character. Yeah. Like a little bit later, but he's uh, he's pretty disgusting, um, and he'll he'll set up a meeting in Alton Square, which you can, you know, kind of take it to be like just a center of commerce. He would be played by Danny DeVito in the film version. He would in like really horrifying yellow face. Yeah, like it would just it, like, like in, what's his name in sixteen Candles? Rooney? Or yeah, not or, yeah. yeah. Was that sixteen Rooney Candles? Bre- no, uh, Breakfast Club. There we go. Yeah, not Breakfast Club. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Breakfast well, Breakfast Club. I don't know who was in. <laughs> uh, in any kind of racial I was thinking Breakfast at Tiffany's where yeah, yeah, that's... Tiffany's in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was a movie with Breakfast, Breakfast Club. so therefore I, I I defaulted. Yeah. Yeah, unless there's a deleted scene in Breakfast Club I don't know of. <laughs> where like, it's just like each of us was a princess, a jock, a nerd, a Chinese railroad worker, <laughs> and a freak. <laughs> like, they cut a whole character out. Yeah. Just, oh just like, no. Well, what, what? You let you let ping pong take you to the prom? Why don't you, why don't you let me take you? To the prom? It was a it was a banner year at the ping pong house. <laughs> I got chopsticks stuck right in my arm. Oh, Drink up, ping boy. <laughs> let's let's back away from this as quickly as possible, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of the world the majority of the world's population is Asian Gary. <laughs> we're in trouble here uh, <laughs> well we didn't write the character <laughs> i know yeah it was john hughes like yeah thank god for <laughs> editors yeah. Yeah, history does not look <laughs> history does not look kindly on the vacation movies yeah <laughs> Um, but but uh, but yeah, Napoleon. He, he eventually becomes real fun. But right now, you know, he's real fickle about when we'll show up at Alton Square. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this is a brief period of time where everyone's real fickle about the timing of things. <laughs> yeah, uh, for the next little stretch. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mika says you should call your wife. Yep. Um, which you can do and have a little talk with her. Um, it's a weird progress gate thing. I think at this point she doesn't give you useful information, but you have to call her before some things happen. Right. Um, just to, so the game, you know, enforces that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually, I didn't do it very much, but you can call her all the time. Like you yeah. can call her really frequently and get little nuggets of, yeah. uh, of, of, uh, and, their personality and, and stuff. And, and it's real sad. Like you can, you can, you know, uh, motivate Gillian, uh, to reconcile. And she says, no, it's going to be better for us to be apart so we can find ourselves before we find it, you know, before we find each other. You can ask her, ask her on dates and she remembers it. Like I asked her to go to the arcade and she, uh, she referenced it later. Um, which, you know, just there's a little bit of a sophisticated event flagging here for mm-hmm. when the event flags, you know, <laughs> fall apart later but yeah yep yep yeah um yeah so, so you go to uh to gibson's house mm-hmm. um which is it has a real creepy oppressive kind of atmosphere every time you're here yeah it looks kind of really like, like a resident evil setting yeah that's what i was gonna say too and when you knock on a door it gives you like the door pops up and opens in front of you similar yeah. to uh, resident evil not a reference but it's, it's pretty similar uh-huh. Um, but she won't let you in, which at first was annoying. You had to answer questions about her. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of the puzzle where you're going back and forth to, uh, to Jordan felt, to find out information. Felt a little Sierra-like to me, actually. 
it did to me, even though it's narratively justified by the yeah. fact that like it's a body snatchers story. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and she, like, and, and and she know. knows that if you're if you are what you claim to be, if you are a junker, you will have access to this information. Yeah, but it, it is a little bit. It's pretty tedious. Yeah. Um, to do it, um, it's not. It's not too bad, but it's yeah. a little bit tedious. You, I agree. You practically have to use regular expressions to figure out what she's asking for, though, because she's like, "What kind of mark do I have?" Then you have to know to write birth, and then yeah, yeah, it's, not, it's not even more oblique mark, than that. Not, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a you know it's a text parser, which like yeah. that you know those went away for for a very good reason. Yeah, you know, and like there's been a lot of sophistication that's been you know happened in those mm-hmm. since this game came out, but at the time like text parsers were yeah. were pretty obtuse. So. Yep. But yeah, you get some very intimate details about a very very young woman whose father just died. So yep, I I didn't realize until I knew that she was supposed to be younger in Japan, but I didn't realize quite realize it was fourteen. <laughs> um, which is not going to stop you from hitting on her. Nope. This this new new orphan. <laughs> neither like, neither, <laughs> neither of these facts. Like, yeah, fresh orphan. <laughs> like ugh. Ugh, Jesus. You see, so love Lauren. Uh, um, <laughs> That's yeah. no excuse. No, it, it's no excuse at all. It's, it <laughs> okay. grossed me out. Like we were talking about it off mic. Like somebody has to have written an essay about you know Kojima in general and his kind of like him and women. Yeah. Because there's a lot of gross stuff that goes on, and this is this is one of the most. You know, the most uh, flagrant examples of it, I think. Yeah. Um, it just, it's weird. It's inappropriate. Like, I think it's supposed to be played for comic relief. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never funny to me, though. It always just kind of feels gross. And I'm not trying to be all social justice warrior about it, but Take it just it felt to totally off. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it just felt, it just felt weird. Like, oh, you know, her dad just died and yeah. you're, you just woke up with amnesia and you have a wife that you're trying to get back together mm-hmm. with. Like, why are you trying to get into this 14 year old girl's? you know box like it doesn't jesus (laughs) (laughs) that's the outtakes gary yeah that's a reference to something that may not end up in the episode (laughs) the um but the like why are you why are you trying to do that like it just it's gross and i don't don't like it even putting all the grossness aside you alluded to you know it it's it's tonally inappropriate like it just it, it just breaks it like this is yeah this is a somber affair like you're you're coming here right after her dad died like you know yeah, and and every time you are inter- interfacing with a lady in this game, almost every time it is a yeah. somber affair, and uh-huh. something really you know terrible has just happened. Yeah, so that that's going to continue to be true. That like people are dying around you. Yeah, you have this kind of threat to the city, and but that does not stop you from hitting on, you know, any anything with with two legs and two boobs. Like <laughs> it's just a you know there there's there's what is it? There's four ladies and three ladies in the game, and <laughs> or four ladies in the game, and you hit on all of them. Yep. You know, so. And then you end up with all of them. Yeah, yeah. Like you hit on all of them, and it works. What are you, what are you doing? The only one that isn't what, the, like, like what are you doing, and one... what can I learn from you? <laughs> like, yeah, listen, listen to this PUA. And, like, has this guy written a book on like an ebook? I'd love to read it. The 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 only person you hit on that you don't end up like riding off into the sunset with at the end is the stripper at the bar. Yeah, like it's literally you're batting seventy five percent. Yeah. Like it's incredible. Ah. Um, <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> oh man, so <laughs> pretty funny. Um, it's it's also pretty funny that uh, her voice sounds exactly the same as Mika's. Yeah, like, like the overenunciati. Like you could tell that she was doing commercials for some kind of long distance provider at the time. Yeah, you know. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, but you uh, you use uh, some information that you get. I use the disc that you got from his uh, from his office to get into Gibson's uh, ancient computer um, in order to uh, find out about the snatchers. So there are yeah. a couple of truisms about them. They hate the sun because of their artificial skin. They're gonna stink. They're gonna stink because of their cancer lesions. 
They will yes. possess sunscreen, uh, and they will um, uh, always be accompanied by Snow Nine. If, huh? if I had one piece of advice for the Snatcher graduates of 1998, I would say, <laughs> God damn it. Always I, had wear sunscreen. My, <laughs> I had that in my notes. <laughs> I had that in my notes and I cut it because that's ah, a little too on the nose <laughs> for me, Gary, for yeah, but, me, but not, but not for me. I'll pick up your sloppy seconds. Oh <laughs> um, mm. uh, yeah. But, uh, he also has found their, uh, their, their hospital, which is kind of neat that there's this underground, this underground culture and support system that has popped up for artificial skin cancer. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. a, that's an awesome detail. Yeah. Um, and you, this is your first mention, mention of random Hajil, um, <laughs> which is a, yeah. so yeah. this, this will save everybody a lot of time. Um, in any piece of fiction, if you see a weird name or any name, really spell it backwards and you will yeah. be about five <laughs> steps of where uh, ahead of where the narrative wants you to be. If it is that kind of narrative. It, it's funny too, because like when it comes up backwards, like okay, Hajil back is Elijah backwards. Uh-huh. However, random backwards <laughs> is Modnar, <which> is, <laughs> Modnar, the infinite when destroyer. When they bring up the, the Modnar, it just sounds ridiculous. Yeah, well, I looked up um, Hajil is actually the name of a, like a British missile system, and oh. that's what I thought it was referencing. Oh, at first. yeah, like you're, I was like, like Kojima, yeah. yeah, like that seemed right. Like he's you know he's nervous about weapons, uh-huh. um, but the uh, yeah, it's actually Elijah backwards. Yeah. Um, this was this is the part I think that in the original um, MS MX eighty eight uh, version of this. So the note that you have to search the house mm-hmm. um, instead of it being your house when you use this computer on the keyboard for that system you had to hit the home button oh. to get the uh, the information, which is great. Yeah, I love that. Uh-huh. That's really clever. Um, but the, you know, you couldn't do that on a Sega CD. Yeah, I, th- so. I, th- I thought that it was uh, that it was pretty goofy that search the house meant a model of the house inside the house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would have been much more satisfying. Yeah. It's it's a little bit obscure, but just, you know, it's enough like you I can imagine yeah. a very satisfying in, intuition leap. S- satisfying yeah. in the way that that, that the uh that the Metal Gear style look on the back of the CD case would have been. Yeah. 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 I like that stuff. Make it real, make it tactile, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um so you uh you have all this information, you're gonna go meet the informant. You head to Alden Plaza where it's Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah. This is like you know, this is a Christmas game. And speaking of that, this is our Christmas episode. It is the last episode that comes out before Christmas, so we hope everybody has a safe and happy holiday. Oh yeah. Yeah, the extra episode will come out after that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um yeah, so this is our Christmas. That that works out really well. Yeah. Um there's a version of Jingle Bells that's playing that sounds like it's the same instrument palette as uh simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Like that <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's got that Sega like the like the Sega FM uh FM synthesis feel yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I heard it and I was like, that tune sounds really familiar. And then me too. I it took me a little while to yeah. get it too. It's pretty obnoxious actually, but luckily yeah. it's not here for the whole game. So right. Um, pretty cool here is, uh, there's a billboard in the background that flashes up numbers. So Metal Gear has a video phone on them, uh, which is what you use to call Napoleon, but they're just numbers that you can pick up throughout the game, which acts kind of like the codec in Metal Gear. But, uh, there are some places that are plot, um, sensitive, like, uh, Plato's cave or cavern mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. you can call them to learn their uh, location. You can also call Konami itself. Which is funny because you would think they would know about the Blade, the Blade Runner curse. Yeah. Like, Look at Atari and Pan Am, you fools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right before Coke had their Coke 2 disaster. <laughs> Coke 2.0. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's fun. It is a lot like the Codex. That's what I, I had a note in my mind about that, too. Yeah. Here. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the Plato's Cave, that's kind of a fun, like for a game about, um, you know, body snatchers. Mm-hmm. It's a good name for an establishment. Yeah. 
in there. That's a nice, uh, nice reference. Uh, Napoleon shows up and is disgusting. Uh, <laughs> the thing that, that, that disgusts me the most. So money is not an object in this game, even though yeah. infuriatingly it is an object that you have to use. And he just like, just puts up this block. Like you want to see this next thing. Here's this minor inconvenience to go pay me more money. Like he only does it here though. Like it's inter- after this, he's just like everything's free. I can like, swear just he does to- it a little bit later, though. Like it, maybe it, it he does pops it like up in Outer later. Heaven. Yeah, this is the most egregious for sure, though. Yeah. Um, I think I think Outer Heaven is actually like explicitly free. Like he says, it's it's free. Oh, There's yeah. a line of dialogue about it, but and this is where it's it's and they make a big deal when you're getting your money of like how little you have and how like the Junker budget is not you know, what it should be and everything. <laughs> They're willing to nuke a city. However, we will not give you the money to fight this. It, or hire more than, than two people. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, do more with less. Um, <laughs> yeah. The worst thing to ever come out of the idea of business. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you just end up having to constantly giving money and you're getting the location of outer Haven, um, a club, a club and another metal gear reference, mm-hmm. um, which serves Buffalo meat. However, to get there, um, they have these masquerade hours, Uh which is kind of like – I kind of liked this in a weird way. Like that's kind of a fun idea where Uh like everybody goes and nobody knows who they are. And it has like a weird eyes wide shut kind of feel to it. Like, oh, this is a creepy illicit, you know, kind of thing. It's really appropriate for a setting, you know, like another Kojima hallmark is kind of a fear of the the information economy. And just yeah. when, when you know when you're in the cyberpunk future where everybody is being monitored all the time, like you know treating this anonymity as like a leisure activity or it's kind of like let's go be something else for a little while. Right. It was incredibly appropriate. Right. Yeah. Yep. Even though like it is supposed to be this this uh, surveillance state, uh-huh. however, everything operates out in the open. Right. Like there's no evidence of that actually being true mm-hmm. anywhere in the game other than the fact that you have Jordan and you can look people up. But right. yeah, there's no no theming about violating rights with that. Yeah. And, and anything, it's, which, it, it shows up mostly in the Jordan uh, like uh, logs, like the text logs, which is more of like an atmospheric thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you go and get a mask um, from, from Plato's cave, Plato's did get, cavern. Did you go with the Maui or the mummy? I did. Yep. Yeah, I went with the Maui because yeah. of Konami. Yep. <laughs> and the, uh, um, and you can have a fun little scene here where you can start smelling and kind of an infamous scene with the, uh, the Neo Kobe pizza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which just sounds which, like uh, the grossest thing. It sounds so, several people, I, I posted the, the screenshot of the yeah. description on Facebook and several people said they tried it, <laughs> which is, which is but, great. But it doesn't say what kind of soup. That seems to be so, so relevant. Yeah. Is it just like broth? Like, to, tomato? like noodles? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I have no like I, I will no I, I will sink a grilled cheese sandwich into into tomato soup. That is perfectly reasonable. You know, well, the, the, the Kobe grilled cheese. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, dumping food, other food. I love when you when your your Neo Kobe pizza doesn't rise. I love Gillian's reaction to it. Like he's he's heartbroken. Oh, well, he turns into a little baby. He's like, I want my pizza, yeah. pizza, yeah. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Just slamming his fork and knife on the table. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Um, there's also inside Kobe's cavern, not Kobe's cavern, Plato's cavern. Uh, there's also, uh, you can talk to the Jawa that's manning the desk mm-hmm. and, uh, get some information. Apparently, if you show him Gibson's photo, um, you, you find out that he's been in here all the time buying sunscreen, um, which yeah. is a bit of a red herring, um, implying that he himself is a snatcher. And also there's a Chinese doctor who's been buying all of it, which doesn't pay off for hours. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's nice that they're doing the, you know, they're, Laying the breadcrumbs, yeah, for the actual stuff that does pay off, right? 
you know, like it's it's nice that that's there. Yeah. Um. So you get the you get the uh, the mask. You go to Outer Haven, um, which is one of my favorite scenes in the game. Yeah. Uh, there's this crazy Wolfman Wolfman doorman. Yeah. There, Wolfman doorman. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the, the, the <laughs> new Halloween song sensation. <laughs> yes, Wolfman doorman. He Jack. asked me for my <laughs> ID. Doorman Jack. Um, get to grab that bag. Uh, <laughs> and, grab uh, that bag. And uh, you you head in, and uh, this is a really fun scene mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, the stripper, and then all the Konami characters. Yeah, like a complete discography of all Konami games, past and present. You could see that you they didn't quite know like what was going to take off uh-huh. and what wasn't. Cause it's like, oh, it's Contra, great. Oh, it's Castlevania. Hey, it's Sparkster. <laughs> this is supposed to be around in 2040 (laughs) hey it's lethal enforcers yeah it's the lethal enforcers yeah like i i got the goman one like for as much as i like the goman games like they were bigger in japan but like sparkster like i played that once on a rental yeah yeah i mean i I think i played sparkster once as well it might not even be a bad game but nobody talks about sparkster yeah yeah everybody talks about rocket knight which i think is just a shame yeah (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's real. It's real fun to talk to these people. You get all these kind of uh, little Easter eggs. Uh, most, most uh, probably, and most uh, you know significantly about Castlevania. Yeah, which has like it's it's a, it's foreshadowing, but in the most oblique way possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they talk about uh, people like uh, teen suicide going up, <laughs> which is hilarious. Jump right? off the stairs, which is really funny. Yeah, um, that that's great, and everyone remembers playing it and everything. Like this is that's real fun. Yeah, like this is super fun. Yeah, but like they they make a point of like Gillian says, I remember playing that. Wait, that makes no sense. That was seventy years ago. Yeah, yeah, yep. and which again, really obscure foreshadowing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, also, so when you he, when you investigate the uh, the villain from Lethal Enforcers, there's like a long screed about how ridiculous it was that the the Senate went after video game violence. Yeah, yeah. in the 90s, and now with, with with history, we can look back on it in the 2040s and say how dumb that <laughs> and, is. And there and there were no school shootings after 1994. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So you get to uh, you know, so you're, you're asking around. Um, somebody points you in the direction of the stripper. Yeah, uh, and you uh, well, you flag her down. Right. She, she, she's, she's kind of a stripper like they, they, they don't allude to it like she she acts in holograms which are uh, they have more pornographic titles um, but yeah she's she's Isabella Velvet which is a blue velvet reference noise um, mm-hmm. you know Isabella Rossellini um, there we go uh, but uh, but yeah <laughs> and then you can perv out on her too um, yeah if you're real persistent she'll give you her phone number oh really? um, but you have to beg you have to beg like eight times or something like that i, yeah. I read that by this point i should have just been used to hitting a button eight times yeah just do everything something. do everything 10 or 20 times and don't make a sandwich while you tap his name's jimmy eight, eight times it. he does everything eight times eight times eight <laughs> times eight times eight times eight times eight times eight times uh, yeah but she she's she says that she saw gene here and uh he was talking to somebody and you could she describes him and you get to do a composite sketch later. Like she, you can't take her down to the station, right? And uh, and she can't be seen going down to the station. Like there's a nice little like nod to the fact that oh yeah, you're a cop and this is the underground, right? Right. You know, so she doesn't want to be seen going down to the police department. It's hilarious if you whip out your junker ID because everybody turns their heads and looks at you. Like, <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, you get actually booted out. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happens then if you can go back in if like you get booted out before you get your information. I did it and then I like quickly reloaded, so I'm not sure if that like locks you out of it. I know when you're talking to Katrina, if you perv out on her too much, like right after her dad died, yeah. um, you can get kicked out. 
And you just have to go and take actions until enough time has passed for her to forgive you. Oh, uh, okay. So you just have to go to Junker HQ and like do target practice for, you know, 20 minutes and then she forgives you, which is, I'm glad that didn't happen to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I wonder if this is similar. Yeah. But, uh, but this, this introduces a scene which is very similar to the, uh, to the composite sketch of, uh, of Indigo Prophecy. I'm not quite sure why they call it a montage. It's not, I don't know either. It's not a series of shots set to music, but, uh, but yeah. No. Um, and it's yeah. also pretty, pretty frustrating too, because the descriptions are kind of vague. Like what is bony? Like when they say bony, I'm going to pick the most gaunt looking face possible. But yeah. It doesn't, and that's not the right go. answer. Yeah. Yeah. I found this frustrating too. I ended up using a walkthrough because of that exact, the bony issue. Yeah. Um, you know, I got frustrated with it. So I was just like, ah, just give me the fucking answers. <laughs> um, you know, so, yeah. um, but there's two possible matches, matches, Ivan, who's a windsurfer mm-hmm. and Freddie, who's a black cab driver. Um, yeah. Not a cab driver who is black, but yep. someone who drives something called a black cab, which are like off the grid uh, yeah, taxi yeah. cabs. They're, they're cabs are, that, that she can use without having her whereabouts tracked. Yep, and they're everywhere. So again, it's one of those things that's like it's supposed to be part of a surveillance state, but you run into several of them. They talk the about beginning. how it's supposed to be legalized pretty soon because it's so pre- uh, prevalent, though. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. But uh, but yeah, there's a little like interstitial. Like I I feel like we need to talk about it just a little bit. You can go to Gillian's apartment, and uh, you have that's, to go to Gillian's apartment. In order to get, um, so, I think you get your wife's phone number or something like that. Like the, the game won't advance until you do this. Yeah. So I did it before reason. this point. Like this was the first place I went after Junker HQ. I just put it here because that made the most sense uh, for mm-hmm. the investigation. Uh, like, yep. like, what does it do to stop you? Um, you, the the people won't show up. Like at the mm. the knock and talks you're doing. Ugh. Like the people won't be there. And yep, Gross. until you go to Gillian's apartment and it's just arbitrary progress gate. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's annoying. Really, aside from the from the conversation with Jamie, which we already talked about, the only notable thing here is the fact that your health pot toilet will do yeah. like medical <laughs> diagnoses on you. Yeah. yeah, I enjoy the idea that the health pot quite a bit. Um, and also, Metal Gear Solid is just making fun of your apartment. Yeah, or Metal Gear regular. Yeah, um, it's just kind of making fun of your apartment constantly, which is uh-huh. weird. Um, and teasing you about not having a lady there when like <laughs> he knows you know just be he's well aware of your. Your domestic situation. Yeah, he's also the person who's like most constantly encouraging you to keep in touch with her. So. Yeah. There's also um, one little bit of that kind of foreshadowing here that you can find where you can get a picture of um, of your, your wife yeah. um, at like, the Russian World's Fair 50 years ago. It's the uh, Moscow Gear. Olympics from, uh, I believe, Olympics, 1984. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. And Metal, Metal Gear says it has to be a fake since yep. it's so old. It's composite. But, yeah. Yep. It has to be a composite. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so you yeah. head to apartments, and this is annoying too. You actually have to do Ivan's apartment first. Right. Um, if you go to Freddy's apartment, he never shows up. Mm-hmm. So you have to do this little scene first, which I actually like this little scene. Yeah, it's um, great. I like this false lead, but it's frustrating that it forces you to, to make the wrong choice first. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you show up, and this is the introduction to Freeman, who are people who uh, were developers. Um, but they got so scared, so like so freaked out about, again, the information economy that they decided to go off the grid and become homeless. How, how interesting is it in, in these days and age, in the 2013, we want to turn homeless people into developers, and in 2040, <laughs> developers are designed to be homeless. Yep. Oh, so, how, my, how the worm has turned. Yes. Um, yep. Every time you mention but, uh, that, I just get, like, cosmically sad. I know. It's 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 the worst thing. It's it's made a big impression on me, though. It's, like, seared tracks across my brain <laughs> that, the, uh, that that's a thing. So it's on my mind. Um, there's a nice little side quest you can do here where one of the freemen, uh, his, he's going, not going to make it like he's sick or dying. 
and you can actually find out. Um, he's been saying a phone number in his sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you investigate him enough, you get the phone number and call his son and tell his son to come pick him up. Oh, wow. And it just makes you feel better. There's no significance or it doesn't advance the plot. It's just a nice little thing you can do. Yeah. Metal Gear says that you're a good person for doing it. Oh, yeah. So. That feels yeah. like something Gilliam would do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, except for all the – except he's – like the same way that some <laughs> chemicals that are in your brain turn you into a pedophile. Yes. And there's probably – you know, Nazis love their dogs. Like he's probably a good guy. <laughs> um, Nazis love their yeah. yeah. Anywho. But, uh, but you show up at Ivan's door and you knock. The way you figure out that he's indoors is you uh, investigate the electrical meter and you see it yep. spinning. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, you go in and he comes out with it and shoots you, tends yeah. to shoot you. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, and you understandably get edgy about this. So you have to quickly pull your gun and shoot the gun out of his hand. And you actually just shoot his hand. Yeah. Um, there's a nice implication that you were trying to shoot him and just missed. Yep, which is fun. Um, yeah. And then this yeah. goes into what, like my favorite scene of the game, aside from the room full of skeletons, which is yeah. Gilly, which is Gillian holding his gun inside of Ivan's mouth. I, and, and Ivan talks to where he's just like, "Whoa, dude, I'm <laughs> yeah. not a snatcher." Like it's, this and gun is just being pushed into your uvula. That may or may not be the episode art. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I took a I took a big old high res screenshot of it. So. <laughs> I, I vote for it to at least be the extra soda art, if not yeah. the episode art. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're investigating his, and there's all this kind of hemming and hawing about how you can't quite scan him to be a snatcher because of his rights. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, without evidence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird. You know, it doesn't come up very often, but it comes up here. So you just kind of dig around in the bathroom. Like your bathroom is where you get the information about people. Yeah. In this I, game, like I that's. Mean, that's kind of true about people in real life, though. You dig through their prescriptions. You see what uh, what kind of hygiene products they're. So you see, you see, you learn a lot about their situation, right? I think you learn a lot about a person's situation from any room. It's yeah, just kind of sure. weird that it focuses on the bathroom so much. Yeah. Like, it's got a nice like ecology to it that everyone you know definitely has a bathroom. And so stuff there. no, I, I was I was making a very oblique joke just that I go through everybody's bathrooms. Is that a joke or is that just an invasion of uh, privacy? No, no, it's a, it, it is, it, it is, it, it is a joke which makes an untrue assertion that I am the kind of person who, if you let me in your bathroom, I will go through your things ah. and draw a conclusion, which is I, not true. He, but okay, <laughs> yeah. At first, when you said that, it made it sound like it, you were joking, but actually did that. Nope, because uh, no, no. there's probably, probably plenty of people who do that. Like mm-hmm. I don't do it mostly because it's boring. Like, I just don't, like, yeah. I don't care what prescriptions you have. Like, I don't, nope. that doesn't tell me, like, anything I'm interested in. Uh-huh. Um, but the, uh, yeah. yeah. no. So, so it, it missed the mark. I, I was trying to insinuate no, that it's... I was creepier than I actually am. <laughs> People probably got it who weren't me. Like, I'm just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, so the, the takeaway from this, if you're listening, is that if you invite me or Cole into your house, we're not going to look through your stuff. Yeah, no. So if you want to have Watch Out for Fireballs play live at your bar mitzvah or something. <laughs> just go to trustworthydudes.net. <laughs> yeah two trust men dot org and we will not dig through your prescriptions we will dig through your subscriptions oh yeah yeah, yeah. Ugh, don't do that um I, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah um yeah so so uh you pretty much you find out that he has sunscreen and uh, or sun tanning oil so, yeah suntan oil so he's going the other yeah. direction which means he is not a snatcher but he has drugs he has liquid sky which is fantasy drug um yeah like, like substance d uh, yeah and, um, and when he whines about like you shot me dude gillian's response yeah. is why don't you put some of your drugs on it you know like, burn g- g- <laughs> 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 yeah I, I, I love that 
The, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I love that <laughs> that line. A good one. Good one, Gillian. High five. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, so he's not the guy, but you nope. do shoot him in the hand and call the police and put him in jail forever. Yep. Um, and head over to Freddy's apartment where the actual action is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I didn't see the traffic sign. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just yeah. flashes back and forth. So, you know, again, world building, uh, because all traffic is automated, the old uh, the old walk, don't walk signs are no longer functional. So they have uh, mm-hmm. turned them into billboards. And for some reason, this one's advertising DMT, the hallucinogen. So, huh. yeah. Not liquid stuff. Right. But DMT. <laughs> DMT is Liquid, liquid sign must be pretty intense, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so you talk to uh, so Freddie's wife answers the door. Yeah, and uh, she's got a she, screw, she's got a Skrillex ass haircut, and uh, <laughs> she does have a very Skrillex haircut. And uh, you ask to look around. So far, she seems innocent. Um, there's a little, there's a conspicuous map of Moscow on the wall, but that's the only thing that's suspicious. Yeah. But when you go in the bathroom, you find all kinds of sunscreen, and it's the middle of winter. Yep. So uh, she she actually pops out, and uh, you find that under her Skrillex hair is a big chunk taken out of her cheek, which you also found skin or fake skin under Jean's uh, fingernails. Yeah. So you can surmise that he scratched her face. Yep. And uh, you shoot her a bunch, yep. and she dies. Um, you leave for some reason and get locked out. There's this little, like, weird little bits where you eventually get back in. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Freddy gets back in and uh, kind of does a mirror, mirror walk up on you. Yeah, the werewolf. Yeah, the, 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 oh. the mirror scare. Yeah. Yep. He gets you in a headlock. Uh, you don't really know where he could have come from just because they're, you know, it's the third floor. There's really only, a, you know, apparently one entrance uh, to this place. Yep. So it does kind of come out of nowhere. I jumped, you know. Yeah. I'm a sucker for mirror scares. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, and then there's kind of like a little fake shooting section where you're trying to target his head. And then, you know, before he can successfully do that. He gets his head blown off by random Hajil. Yep. Who I really feel like they're trying to posit as like a like a Bob, Boba Fett, you know, just cool dude. Like they really yeah. wanted everyone to love random Hajil in this yeah. game. Like he's got super funky music, pops in. Like yeah. he's just, uh, you know, he's got tons of dude. He's like, you'd be played by like Christian Slater yeah. <laughs> in the movie version of Snatcher. Ko- Kojima's script notes, whenever random isn't around, everybody should be saying, where's random? <laughs> where's ra- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where's Random Hajil? Yeah. Where's Modnar? <laughs> where, where is Modnar the Infinite Destroyer? <laughs> yes, Minoku. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so he he saves your butt. You find out he's a bounty hunter, which also hunts snatchers. Yeah, but they just do it for money, and right. they don't like investigating. Nope. So he, <laughs> it's like he, we just want to find him and shoot him. So he proposes a partnership. Like, hey, you find him, I'll kill him. Which doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> like. No, it's a great partnership. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's it, wonderful. Let's it, do it. It works really well. Why do you well. even leave? Yeah. yeah. You should just hang out for the rest of the game. Yeah. He's a, um, he's a cool dude. Yeah. He, he looks a little a little bit like Rucker Hauer from Blade Runner. A little bit, yeah. Which is, uh, is intentional. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're on to Act 2, uh, The Cure. <laughs> just like Evan. Yeah, <laughs> just like Evan. We're on to Act, <laughs> Q, act 2, The Cure. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. In order to get a free audiobook download, go to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs. For listeners of this show, I recommend Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. One thing that doesn't happen in that story is that Rucker Howard doesn't turn out to be Deckard's son. I bet you that sounds appealing. Uh, go to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs to read a story um, where no one turns out to be anyone else's Clone, son from the past, cryogenics, etc. 
So Act 2, The Cure, um, you start out with uh, Junker HQ, where you get like a like a really long recap of what you just did. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like right up to, and then you walked into my office. And yeah, exactly. I, and and I recapped I everything recap. that happens. The first part of my recap was that you had amnesia and you... <laughs> Like, which is it, the, it, it's the first yeah, hit that he's a stature because he goes into a recursive infinite loop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's a, I like the idea of this being an option thing. Like there are games that I have put down a long time ago that if I'm going to replay them, I have to start over from the top because I've just forgotten so much or I feel like I have to. And that stops me from wanting to go back to them. Yeah. Like the idea of an optional recap, you know, that you can access any time is really great. But uh, I think some of the Pokemon games do that. Yeah. Where like when you start a saved game, it, it, you can skip through it, but it gives you like a little like this is what you did and this is what you still need to do. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this was annoying because I I played this in only a few sessions. Yeah, I kind of wish Zelda games had that. They, they oh, make yeah. some nods to it, but that that always happens to me with Zelda games. Yeah, and I I just tend to especially because I'm you know I've on the record I'm not that big a fan of modern Zeldas. Like when I've tried to play them, I tend to put them down. And yeah. like even when I get the urge to like oh maybe I'll try that again. Um, that discourages me from doing it. A brief 30-second so. digression. I've got a, a shrink wrap copy of Link Between Worlds right here, and I'm so happy to start it. Oh, that's great. I'm so yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm going to get that for myself for Christmas. Nice. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you, you get you get it here. Um, it's uh, a little bit invasive, but you know you get the next big like lead for this. So it's it's nice how this is structured because it is kind of noir like. You're digging deeper and deeper into the into the uh, rabbit's nest. Yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, Harry has finally recovered an image from Little John, uh, the the robot helper who died in the line of duty, um, which yes. is a photograph of Hospital Olean, which I believe makes you poop real bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ten percent less anal linkage with other brands. Yeah. The uh, uh, so hospitalolene, which is a real weird word, which uh-huh. should be your first clue that something's going on. <laughs> However, the uh, the fact that and there's a nice little touch where you like you try to go to the um, to Jordan and and Metal Gear chides you and says, "Oh, this is going to be an underground hospital. Yeah, like they're not going to be anything in the official records of this." Um, so you call your informant, mm-hmm. and uh, I love I love this little bit. Like this is what made me like Napoleon because yeah. when you show up, he's dressed up as Santa Claus now. <laughs> it's kind of like a, really funny. He's kind of like Gene Parmesan a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't do the 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 screech that um, that the mom does. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I love that. The delighted squeal. Um, it's one of my favorite running things that happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's got a the, real bad sneeze, which means uh, he's being uh, gone after, just like you are. Yes. Yep. So yeah, when snatchers are, I don't. We did. We talked about it a little bit about Snow Nine, but like it's a a pollen that was used in the war. Uh-huh. Um, it's only in one place and tends to be associated with snatchers. Mm-hmm. It's not something snatchers produce, um, yeah. but it's it's an allergen, so it makes it makes you sneeze. Yeah. Eventually, eventually, it's used as a as a clue to help triangulate their uh, their H, their HQ. Um, yeah. But yeah. But it's here a, it's just a, a correlation. It has no you, ref, know. you know. It has no affiliation with uh, bacchanism. So. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's why I thought it was. I, for a little while, I thought that had it had to be a reference to that, but it's. I don't think that I, it is. I, I just calling something like <laughs> "cold thing nine has to be a reference. But it, there's no other. Yeah, there's I mean, nothing no, else. Like, a, like a, a nominal reference. Yeah. 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 A weak reference. Yeah. <laughs> a weak reference, Hideo. <laughs> uh, but uh, bad for. Yeah. So you so you, pretty, you find out about the location. He gives up the location of Hospital Aline. And uh, you're on this little wild goose chase. Yeah. Um, and there, there, there might be some updating. wild geese in this building. 
Yes, exactly, because it is a veterinary hospital, which this is one of my favorite scenes, too. The investigating all of the animals. Yeah. Like, the animals have these, like, crazy upgrades and stuff that are just great. Yeah. Like, it's it's really cool. Um, you know, the, the cat is, is a, a bag cat, yeah. which is this crossbreed between a marsupial and a cat, and you carry it around like a purse because like it's a bag. bag. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and also so cruel. Good. Yeah, you know, it's very cruel, but yeah. like the idea of like genetically designed designer pets, like yes. they're if, obviously being cared for, like they're being taken to the vet. Yeah, true, um, true. Uh, if if you want your purse to scratch you and also cover everything in mucus, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they probably bred out the mucus. Oh yeah, so, so it's just this like weird infected you dry, po- dry painful pocket. Yeah, <laughs> like, just to cover everything everything you have in cat hair. Can yeah. you just imagine like pulling out a Carmex? Oh, God, oh Gary. <laughs> looking like a triple. Oh, God, God. You can't. <laughs> don't. Don't. You're, you're killing me. You're killing me, Gary. I dropped dropped an egg on the floor earlier today, and it was on, on a carpeted floor. I'm like, well, that's it for that egg. And I had a brief moment where I was like, God, I really want to eat that egg, and, and picked it up. And it didn't, in the light, it didn't look like it had cat hair on it. But uh, one simple trick, if you want to <laughs> figure out, is to put, you know, hold it up to the light. And uh-huh. then it just looked like it was just covered in cat hair. And I was like, well, this egg, it's not <laughs> yeah. long for this world. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. A little story about egg. <laughs> little st- um, <laughs> I, love the, I, I love the aggressive penguin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, again, it's a really good scene. Like both times where they present you with a room full of things. Yeah. That are unusual future objects to look at is very fun. Which, I mean, like, this had to be hard to localize and still keep it funny. So I, I don't know if we've said it explicitly, but the localization in this is pretty good. Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's really good. Um, the uh, uh, take, This is a – just to give it a demerit real quick. This is one of those places where it won't let you leave until yeah, you've done yeah. it a couple times, and that sucks. Um, yeah. So yeah. then uh, it looks like you went to um, – your apartment here. I don't think I did this. I think I just called her. Hmm. Uh, I mean, call your ex, but um, she has this like answering machine message. Yeah. Which is really like, convincing. Awful. <laughs> like, so, can you imagine if someone did this in real life? Like, <laughs> I don't know what the equivalent would be, but you know, I, I, like I, can't, a answer, sniper. I can't, I can't answer because I've joined Al Qaeda. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, here's, you know, here's a picture of, you know, exactly of a terrorist. And then, but it's actually me. So, so, so like, like this, this got me, even, even though it should have been obvious that it was, this is way too soon for this kind of reveal. Like since they had amnesia, I just assumed that like both of us were snatchers. I thought so too. And because it's Blade Runner. Yeah. And that's like, that's the, you know, canonical, you know, or the good interpretation of Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I thought so too. But what they do instead, <laughs> oh um, you know, that would have been pretty neat. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it's not how this went. Yeah. Um, but there's, but there's no, like, ugh, there's no point comp test and. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, uh, you continue on, like you get a little bit of information from her. I can't remember exactly what, oh, the, you just have to call her to trigger the emergency call you get. Yeah. Um, yeah. From uh from Mika because there's trouble at the Gibson house. Katrina is in trouble. Yeah. The, uh, the, he, the 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 lead that you get is you know you you find out either from Metal Gear or Napoleon that she works for a pharma company. Oh and yeah. They, the, you know all these companies ship to black hospitals uh, because they're for yes. integration. No, they, they you know because they want to make money. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um. So that's that's the lead you get, but you do have to head out back to the Gibson house. This is that we yeah. talked about already, but this is the scene where you literally have to do every fucking thing like <sighs> a thousand times to advance. Yeah. 
the takeaway is that there's a tiny model house, you know, <laughs> yep. and you didn't notice it before for some reason. Nope, because the shelf and, is closed. Yeah. Yeah. And something has been taken out of it. Yeah. And so. you just have to you just have to grope around until you eventually see a gutted dog, which is really disturbing. Yep. With a cool glowing collar. Like <laughs> I, like collar. Yeah. Yep. Oh, like a little raver dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I like that a whole lot. This poor little Doberman pup. Yep. Um, but it just—I spent so much time here, like yeah. it just it just trying to get the game to advance. Very yeah. frustrating, and it won't let you leave until you can. And I guess it's better than you just getting to the end of the day, like a Gabriel Knight kind of thing, and not mm-hmm. being able to advance the day until you've gone and looked at everything. Oh but yeah, yeah. At least like Gabriel Knight, the way they get around you know making you do those things is when you do something you need to do, it does that like dun 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 dun. Like you get that little like jingle. Yeah, yeah. That lets you know that you've done something, and this game kind of does that, but not always. So, so so at this point, since, you know, since this is the first big time where it just like my neighbors came to tell me to keep it down, um, <laughs> would this would this game have benefited or would it have det- det- you know detracted uh, from the structure of the game if they did like contextual highlighting of like okay you have exhausted your options here? Oh, I think it would have well. So the, I guess like I, and this is just a guess. So like when I brought it up earlier, I think they wanted to make things seem like they came out of nowhere, right? So it would it would take away that because you would know okay I've done this now I've done this all the times I need to when I get done with it something will happen like or you would notice the correlation between you clicking the last thing and yeah something happening but I didn't like I wasn't that invested in in feeling like things came out of nowhere yeah. like every time this happened I was exhausted by the time the thing happened I did a palpable sense of relief instead of suspense <laughs> so so in a time and place where both of us were not adventure game literate would this have been more or less frustrating. Oh, like way, way less frustrating. Okay. Like, like, like significant. I don't think, I don't see how it could have made things more frustrating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, so, like it, was, it wasn't going to hurt. Yeah. It could only have helped. I would have just rather not had it happen. Uh-huh. Like, or put enough, like make it happen sooner. Like do the things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And then have like after a couple of other actions that are all flavor stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get all the flavor stuff. You get some of it, and then something yeah. interrupts you. Yeah. So and then a, maybe you notice know, more and more things. So yeah. Yeah, that would have been the way I would have preferred it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. This is probably as bad as it got for me. Yeah. Um, except well, actually, there's one area later that was is more is it, frustrating, and to that's me. probably where it got just insufferable for yeah. me. But yeah. So this this was pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, so you head back to your apartment for no particularly good reason it's like just, just a place because to you're go. out of things to, yeah you're out of things to do yeah like you, um, you can go to hq and search yeah. everything and they're like there are options like search this room search this room that's where i yeah. went first because i figured you know if she is alive if i haven't seen her corpse in her house um then i would you know go back to where her dad worked because she'd probably run there as a safe place it makes less sense that she would yes. run to my house because how would she know where i live yeah, this this whole scene doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, which is uh, you go there and they're playing it up like there's a snatcher, like uh-huh. you someone's been in your apartment. The motion detector is going off. The music's really intense. Mm-hmm. There's someone in your shower, you know, and Metal Gear is all concerned. And then it turns out it's Katrina, um, <laughs> naked in the shower, and you do like a real like wow 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 wow. You She's know. fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> like Gillian, no, no, <laughs> and no. So. so- be, being that I am a grown man without without children or a daughter, um, mm-hmm. my little sister is fourteen. Gary, yeah, 
I don't. I don't want to look at her in the shower, dude. No, don't, don't look at me. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it's like Kojima. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's it's just weird, and it doesn't you know it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense for either of them. Like she gets when she gets out of the shower and she calls you a pervert at first, and then she starts getting all super flirty. Yeah, refuses to put on clothes. Yeah, she puts on like a, this diaphanous garment through which you can see her nipples. <laughs> yeah, it just Ugh. everyone has the sex the sex sickness in the future. <laughs> the like, sexness. Yeah, every everyone got that. Everybody's sexness. down with the sexness. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone's defined the logic of their sex laws. Like it, it is just like it is. Yeah, it's it's gross. Like I just, uh, you know, I I didn't like it. This is kind of infamous. And then I hate how Metal Gear is like you pervert. It's like we both thought it was a fucking snatcher, dude. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Your motion? Like, were you pranking me? Yeah. Are you trying to trick me into being a pedophile? Like, <laughs> This is what are you doing? Are you like, yeah, just, exactly. Gear's like, have a seat. What? Wait. Yeah. Do you want some cookies? Do you want some lemonade? Have a seat, Gillian. Have a seat, Gillian. Through yeah. penal code. Two, four, six. You must. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. To uh. catch a snatcher. Like the... That's our sketch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit. Oh. Yeah. oh. So. But but yeah, um, she has she has a crucial piece of information, uh, which leads to um, a puzzle that I really really like, except for the implementation of. Yeah, I, I like it too. Um, the one thing that's interesting about that piece of paper she has though is that it is a, a list of black hospitals, and it's like twenty or twenty five names. Yeah, like how many hospitals are in the city in the first place, and how many of them are off the books? Like what percentage yeah. of hospitals are off the books? Ninety. Because that, that seems about right to me for the number of hospitals in a major city. Yeah. Like, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the future is weird and scary, and I'm very sad that we're all headed there. Yeah, we're all going to live in it at some yeah. point. Um, so the uh, uh, the puzzle here is that um, you have to figure out that uh, Olean's, which is a weird name, is actually like a neon sign with some burnt out stuff. Yeah. And it's actually yeah. Queen's. Where Olean is actually Queen's. Yeah. So yeah. the frustrating part of it is I thought it would be Queen Hospital. Me too. Exactly. Yeah. So so like yeah. I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's actually really clever. Like no knowing that everything here is made out of neon and there's weird flicker and you know kind of dedu- you know deducing that there are different that you know the characters can look like different things, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you know like they they hint that maybe there's something cut off at the edge. But I thought that by getting from uh, Olean to Queen was enough. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. Um, I think when you put in Queen, they tell you it's close. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's what ultimately got me through it without a fact. But yeah, yeah. still frustrating. Um, so you go to that hospital. Um, uh-huh. It's completely like this is kind of a non scene. Like yeah. there's not much to it. Like you you just go there. Eventually, you find a matchbook for Outer Haven. Yeah, you find um, uh, you find another uh, you know another allusion to Russia uh, or the Kremlin, which right now is you know it's like Chernobyl. Like there's nothing there. Right. 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 Yep. Yeah. And because uh, that was the ground zero for the catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Um, you find a slip of paper for a patient record with Chinese characters. Um, but you can spend a lot of time exploring this place and you don't need to. Um, the other kind of operating rooms and stuff are disused. Yeah. And uh, you call Napoleon, of course, and you get a weird answering machine message with the with the wolfman from outer heaven. Yeah, yeah. On it, which is, I guess, him trying to throw you off his trail. 
but it's an odd way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm so, in disguise. Here it is. Is you know? he, yeah, like just put like, oh, I'm sorry, this number has been disconnected. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that would be much more effective. I love Napoleon's plot through this, which is just like the heat is on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So just like it just keeps like it keeps getting worse for him because he's the person who is leading you to the snatchers at every turn. So him getting more paranoid and more like crazy with his with his uh you know various side jobs makes a good deal of sense to me and is entertaining. And like, you know, we alluded to it, but eventually he pays off and this is where it is. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So eventually you find him and you have to kind of interrogate him. That he's the same guy, and they're all these, you know, this, you're the same size. You, 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 uh, you have the same voice. And eventually you say, you know, you sneeze the same. And um, <laughs> well, well, it's just that he sneezes, which it's not like December is cold and flu season at all. Yeah, exactly. But... Like, no, nobody sneezes. Well, this, this is the, the scene with those kind of coincidences because when you actually get the payoff to this puzzle, uh-huh. and, you know, in a city, a city the size of like 25 black hospitals. <laughs> There's probably more than two people with this name. Right. <laughs> Throwing that out there. With this name? Um, with this name? Yeah, with, with the name you're going to get. Oh, yeah, yeah, from this. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so everybody <laughs> sneezes. Everybody's named Benson. <laughs> oh, but I like this actual puzzle uh-huh. quite a bit when you actually badger him to letting you in yep. and stuff. And the, the reason why Metal Gear can't uh, name the characters, which like there's a fun little bit where you're like, I thought you were good at Chinese. And he just names foods that he can make. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like cute. that a lot. Like that, yeah, yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they're scientific symbols, which you know, conversational Chinese is not the same as scientific Chinese. So, yep. there you go. That makes that that makes perfect sense, and I enjoyed like you know, like the, this is the one point where they put up the text entry thing that I really mm-hmm. that that I really liked because it was you know not a hard puzzle. None of the puzzles here are really hard, but it's like oh, I know this. <laughs> like, yep. This is Linux. I know this. It's Benson. Yep. And it yep, also is exactly. like a little bit of a like a little bit of an allusion to like people have the same names in different in different times. So you have two Bensons, and it introduces this weird uh, this the, the, this weird kind of like uncertainty and doubt. Like there are possibly two moles in my in my organization, right? Yeah. Right, and that, that's the uh, and that's you know the body snatcher angle yeah, coming yeah. through. Like I was playing this, I was trying to think of you know themes or theming for it. Yeah, yeah, and but, I couldn't before think of- they explicitly name them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before they they just say them and support them in like a way I find pretty unsatisfying at yeah. the end. Um, and it's like I couldn't think of very much other that you know that hasn't been done before with kind of body snatching, right? You know, Which, and like adding God, the stuff they tag. I, I love it too. Like in, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Yeah. Like the world's it, end. You know, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had some issues with the world's end, but that I liked that bit of it quite a bit. Um, the uh, uh, the. So, I mean, I like that as a thing. Yeah. Um, it just, it's, it's really well worn. And I didn't feel like there's a unique twist on it, you know, very much. And I think at the end, like when they actually say, like, actually, it's all this world domination stuff because of mankind not being fit to rule themselves. And, and that, yeah. you know, other cliche kind of came in. It weakens mm-hmm. kind of the, the, the plot quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, this is, this is probably the most that the, this sequence here where you know there's a mole in Junker HQ mm-hmm. is probably the strongest. You know, that's paying attention to this this idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, immediately this puts you on, like, DEFCON 1. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you cut off all data to HQ, and uh, you head there immediately. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're both gone. Yeah. Both uh, both Harry and the Chief are gone. Yeah. But uh, Mika will tell you a little bit. And you immediately confide in her. Mm-hmm. You know, like what your problem, what your suspicions are, which is unusual for like a game that kind of is you know, a little bit about distrust. Yeah, I'm paranoid. Like, you are such an open book mm-hmm. to anyone you meet. 
Yeah. You wore Metal Gear. It's kind of strange. <laughs> You're willing to share a bed with her, so why not, you know, every... Yeah, I was like, I don't tell job. you today, I'm going to tell you tomorrow morning. <laughs> hey, <boo. laughs> like, Why are you making me eggs, bro? <laughs> yeah, how old are you? Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 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 yeah, you know, she, like, you know she's safe inside he's just her doing, pod. He's, he's doing, like, voice. Yeah, she can get she can. She's safe from you. So when you try to, like, give her your gross yeah. voice comp test to make sure she's young enough, she can just pull down the shutters. You are the villain of this game. (laughs) Oh, man, that's what I like about Junker Girls. I get older, but they they remain behind this bulletproof bulletproof glass. Snatchers don't age. Uh, (laughs) God. Um, So so you head out. You want to check out these two people's offices while uh, while there. And there's, there's no clues in the chief's office. Yeah. But in Harry's office, there's lots of clues. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a fun little bit of a uh, red herringness. Um, yeah. Where there's a match, a matchbook for Outer Haven, mm-hmm. which is where essentially you've kind of surmised that the snatchers are cruising to pick up dudes to snatch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like a Neo, Cal- uh, Neo Kobe's version of One Eyed Jacks, right? Yeah, yeah. Or like Moss Heisley or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, that kind of scum, scummy bar where like nobody is going to pay very much attention. Right. And um, you also find a little scrawled note that says face to face. Which immediately, seeing as the vase has featured prominently in two locations, I figured this out. However, there is some arbitrary fucking combination <laughs> of commands that you have to issue in order to, in order to have Gillian figure this out, which yeah. like made me like, I pounded a table, Gary. I pounded a table. <laughs> the only reason I didn't flip it off was because my streaming machine is on there. So. I would- I was mad at this too. This isn't actually isn't the part that we're. I think we were both. Like we were talking about later, yeah. where I got frustrated. But like I, did, I got really. I had the same problem. Yeah. I just like I, you know, I hate that design decision. Um, you know, it's just, it's guess the parser. It's like the same thing that happens in like a text adventure or yeah. like King's Quest. You know, what is, what does this game want from me? I know what I want to do, but uh-huh. there's a barrier between being able to do it. Yeah. What is that barrier? <sighs> so angry face to face there's a vase there's that is an old woman is a... <laughs> um so eventually, eventually. you figure it out and there, there's a switch yeah and there's a picture of red square in moscow yeah so this and, is your uh, third you know uh well you know one point is a coincidence two points is a line three points is a conclusion so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> so arbitrarily um after discovering this um, you get a call uh, from Jamie, who has just, I guess, was just kind of doing research for you yeah, yeah. at the time and found out the the uh, Queen's Hospital has a basement. Yep. Just like the Alamo. So, yep. And uh, it's time to time to head over there. Yeah. Um, you head out and you do this. This is an interesting uh, sequence. Uh-huh. Like, this kind of worked for me out yeah. of the ones where you just had to arbitrarily press buttons until something happens. Yeah. I, I like this because of the payoff. I would have I been frustrated if there was a specific, you know, combination of things you had to do however after you exhaust your options there is pray to god yeah which causes... we should say say what it is in case anybody has not yeah, um, yeah. so you like your brake lines have been cut yeah more or less so yeah and you're on this uh you're on this uh you know spinner which is taking you you know 200 miles per hour which if you lose control of it means certain death yep yeah. So, uh, and you, you and Metal are freaking out and you can suggest things for him to do. Um, I love it when you're like push buttons randomly and you turn on the radio <laughs> and it's like the calm, like, you know, today, um, come. like it's, it's like this very like calm DJ voice. It's very fun. Yeah. Um, but eventually pray to God comes up and then you, uh, 
that ends up working mm-hmm. and a uh, random comes and pulls your shit out of the, the fire. Yeah. Um, and then when you jump off, like you're like hanging on the back with, it really looks like your butthole is like dragging on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and metal's like, you could use the exercise. You can ride the rest of the way this way. <laughs> He's like, no, I can't. <laughs> you fucking We're going hundreds of miles per hour. You monster. <laughs> like, I, I, I assure you, I cannot. <laughs> Please like, stop and let me get on the bike. Who, who raised the speed limit? What, what kind of yeah. madness is this? <laughs> yeah. uh, Listen, you're 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 a machine. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm a human. <laughs> like, oh man, I know this. I know that's what this entire plot is about. But human is master of machine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just because you don't look human doesn't mean you're shit. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So at this point, I thought Harry was the uh, was the was the snatcher. Yeah, it wants you to think that real bad. Yeah, yeah, because like, who would have the mechanical aptitude to uh, well, to do this, right? Also, like, he has amnesia. And at this point, because you're genre savvy, you think that you are a snatcher, yeah. and you think that your wife is a snatcher, and this is the third person with amnesia. <laughs> yeah. So that's Again. why I thought like he was. A, I was like, oh, yeah, three, three, all three of us are snatchers. Three humans points. are actually the bad guys. You know, <laughs> that's the that's the ending we're going for. And like, uh-huh. keep in mind, like, I played this in like 1995 or something yeah, like that, but so I can't remember. Enough. I didn't remember the ending at all. Like uh-huh. I just remember it, it being, you know, cool. I remember a lot of the cool investigation stuff um, and the shooting, but I didn't remember this like actual ending. So I was like, oh yeah, that's what happened. That's cool. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. which, you know, that like, you know, that's a, that's a wonderful thing about fiction that takes multiple hours to, uh, to, you know, to lay out like a movie, you have like two hours, but like with this, you know, like it took me like 11 to beat. And so I had plenty of time to like hypothesize what the coolest way this could have unfolded would be. <laughs> Yeah, don't uh, don't do that for, for you know, Kojima games. Yeah, um, I, stop that. You would think I would know better, except yeah. for Metal Gear Solid Three, which is fucking amazing. Yeah, Metal every... Gear Solid Three is great. Yeah, um, that's that's the, that's the best. He, I feel like that's the best game that he's done. Yeah, and you know probably you know maybe the best one he he will do, oh, given man. like how things are you know the arc that things are on. <laughs> I I, kind uh, of, I have a little bit of hope for the Phantom Pain, but meh. yeah, I mean like but I hope that's going to be better than Metal Gear Three. Like it might be, it might be better, decent. but you know, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Metal Gear Three is really good in the pantheon. Like, and that's like just, yeah, yeah. I, and you, you might, know, I, I, I am an eternal defender of uh, Metal Gear Solid Two, so my opinions are invalid hey, immediately. I, I, so. I like Metal Gear Solid Two as well, but it's yeah. just like it also, and even, and I think that that third act wankery is actually a, a benefit. Yeah. Like I like what happens in that game. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, yeah. The other, you know, even Metal Gear One, like there's just that the info dump at the end of that is. <sighs> exhausting i think like we talked about i it. think you would benefit from playing metal gear 4 you can pick it up for like eight bucks now yeah yeah i'm just i'm scared off it like it's it's you, 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 you really oughtn't be because what you just said to me was you think that metal gear solid 3 was amazing you like metal gear solid 2 metal gear 1 was bad until the end and metal gear 4 despite the fact that they turn uh what's her name naomi into a love interest uh <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I I'm I'm just scared of like 45 minute long cutscenes yeah. or like you know you can pause movie them. scenes. You can pause. Yeah, them. it's good that you can you can pause them. I just like that stuff. Like that is hard for me. Yeah. Nowadays, like you know, non interactive, long non interactive sequences are frustrating to me. I think that it'll bring a lot of closure to that for you. Yeah. So so I I, I you know just I, I enjoyed it's, it again. It, this was six years ago. Uh, yeah, which, which it, is fucking shocking to me now. That is, yeah, yeah but, it's crazy. It, it's been on my list for a long time since yeah. like I got a PS3. Like I've wanted to, to try. It. I just haven't haven't done it. Do those uh, uh, do those HD collections that you bought first, and then and then uh, give it a shot. Yeah, 
Yeah. 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 I've got, I've got a, quite a backlog as we all do. Um, so, you know, you go to Queen's Hospital now that you know that there's a basement floor. <laughs> and frustratingly, like, the way to get there, you could see it when you were here the first time. Like, there's a <laughs> desk with tracks. Yeah. You couldn't interact there, with them at all. There are rails. Yeah. there. And I was like, oh, cool. There's a secret passage. Like, I, I – God, why didn't I bring this up when we were here the first time? I forgot <laughs> how long I spent trying to get there because that's what I thought you had to do. Me too. But you just have to do it later. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish when she called, I was like, there's a basement. And you'd be like, I, I fucking know. <laughs> I know. Like, are you are you going to allow me to do it now? Because I will. Um, but I, they, you know, so the takeaway here is you you know they uh, uh, randoms with you now. Uh-huh. You can finally solve that desk puzzle. Yeah, because you know about the, the base, right? Yeah, because you know about the vase. So mm-hmm. as opposed, yeah, so you know the vase kind of looks. It looks like the vase in the painting. That's the key. Um, and you, you go down to the basement, which is a duplicate of the floor above. Yeah, Snatchers really, really love duplication. Yep. That is, that is their thing. Is their single issue voting. And this I like a lot. Like this this hospital exploration is really fun. These like uh-huh. different rooms because they are all creepy. Like this is my favorite sequence as far as it being like a horror game mm-hmm. or having horror elements. Yeah. Like this is really effective for me. Um, especially the scene like in the first room where like you can't see the entire room, you know, but you can kind of look over to your right and there's like a medical snatcher. Like every, a medical skeleton. Every thing? time something pans in Snatcher, there is uh, something horrifying that's going to happen. So yeah, yeah, this is really cool. Like after you look enough times, when eventually you pan over and the thing is gone, and uh, you never noticed, and uh, <laughs> you had to come up and fight it. Um, the Snatcher fights are actually pretty easy in this game. Like the spider fights that you do later are actually like mm-hmm. significantly harder than, than any of the times you have to fight Snatchers, just because there are more of them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and they and they do that little combat trick eventually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, snatchers are easy. So you fight a snatcher, no big deal. Yep. Um, you go to the second lab where it's like it's all red. There's those two eyeballs floating in in glass. Another Blade Runner uh, reference. Yep. And uh, oh yeah. man, yeah, Blade Runner is all about the eyes. It's so goddamn yeah. good. Like yeah, uh, <laughs> so 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 the first time I watched Blade Runner was because I was 12 and I heard it had boobs. Okay. Mm. And that opened me up to like, oh, Harrison Ford, awesome. Oh, Neo Noir, awesome. Oh, Snatcher mm-hmm. plots, awesome. Right? Just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, like just like that. That was my first exposure to it. But like, uh, oh man, like the uh, the second time I watched it was at the Museum of Modern Art in New York. Oh, yeah. Huh. Uh, because it was like the something anniversary of it. Um, yeah, where they released that big briefcase. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, like 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 the huge one, and they were like, "Oh, let's you know, let's air this." And I was I was living there at the time, and I was like, "Oh, I, I would really love to to go see that." It's like, yeah, I remember this. This is, this is great, and it has been a perennial love for me ever since. But the eyes, man, don't trust the eyes. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that is a that's a big visual motif. Yeah, in uh in that game or in that <sighs> movie, man, and also yeah. the game. Yeah. Um. But, the, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love me some Blade Runner, man. Yeah. That book is is my favorite Philip K. Dick book, and I've read a bunch of Philip K. Dick books. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the most obvious choice, but I think it's probably the most successful. Yeah, um, of his novels, at least for me. For real. Um, yeah. 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 No, uh, Philip K. Dick and uh, Harlan Ellison. If like if you're going to re- if you're going to read any two prolific science fiction. <laughs> authors well for like a, a real specific kind of like trippy sci-fi yeah like yeah. i i like i mean like, yeah, okay like dick is like a ray weirdo bradbury, drug yeah. hound yeah well ray ray bradbury is less trippy yeah. to me like he's you know he's a little bit more grounded like philip k dick is like the is like the novel is it's like a grant morrison stuff like where it's yeah, just yeah. you know just insane ideas and sentient viruses and mm-hmm. like just all all kinds of shit like that like yeah 
Um, he's a big idea guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's uh, he had a miserable life. Like he, he had a real rough time. Yeah, like the, the 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 prologue to uh, to a scanner darkly is one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever read. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had a, there's um Warren Ellis wrote a comic about um. Oh boy, what is it called? It's not Doctor Sleepless. Um, it, it's not Fell. He had this weird this time where he's putting out comics that he was never going to finish. That's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had one. I'll put it in the show notes when I remember the name. But the uh, uh, it was really neat. Like it was L.A. was actually a prison hmm. for um, people who worked for the government who knew too much. Oh, and Kurt Russell worked there. Uh, yep. And the, the uh, but, uh, and, and, uh, Phil K. Dick played a major part in it because that's oh. where Phil K. Dick, that's where he got, he was like subject to some kind of experiment or something. And then writing was how he sublimated, sublimated all the like terrible weird shit that he had seen. Hmm. And like LA was a prison for him. Cause he like refers to it as a prison, like in some of the, like his letters and shit like that. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it is literally a prison. It also has a character in it who has like a biological modification where he has like a metal teeth. And he, he's an agent and he, they put him in places where he has to like watch for long periods of time. And his, uh, digestion system is, uh, designed to where he has to eat only once a year, but he eats an entire cow alive. Jesus. Like he goes out and that's where ca- like cattle mutilations come from is this guy. Like he goes out, he eats <laughs> a cow and then that's all he has to eat for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he can go and sit in a place and just watch something. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to sleep at that point. He doesn't have to drink. Like that's where he gets all of his, nourishment and stuff. I, can remember, I wish I could remember the name of that comic. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it, it'll show up in the show notes, which I encourage everybody to read. So, yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, so, so the, 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 there are lots of things that we have in common, Gary, but uh, yeah. I want to, I want to call attention to this, um, you know, because yeah. we have referred off, you know, off mic, uh, to this being an episode that uh, is going to be real crackerjack. Uh, I think that these science fiction, um, touchstones that Kojima holds so dear might be things that, uh, that we both really value as people. I, I think that's true. Yeah. I would agree. Cool. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm reacting to when like the, the goodwill, like a lot of the goodwill <laughs> stuff I have in a game like this, when in spite there are things that are frustrating to me, it's like, he's, he likes those things too. <laughs> Another thing he likes that I like are skeletons. <laughs> skeletons, skeletons, skeletons. Skeletons all the way down. So Skeleton warehouses. Uh, after a little infuriating gate puzzle. Uh, yeah. Which is like, just press both buttons at the same time, dummy. Um, yep, yep. You get to a room that is full of skeletons. Um, and yep. uh, Metal Gear is a forensic uh, genius, and he's able to do uh, very lengthy reconstructions on them. Well, not just skeletons, but the the most recent one, which is this is the one of the goriest things I've seen in a video game. It's a it's a desiccated like, corpse with maggots, like tons of maggots. Yeah, yeah. And it is it is really graphic and Th- gross. And this it's, this kind of felt like if uh, uh, you know uh, like uninvited or deja vu uh, was made with higher technical capabilities and also yeah. more uh, sadism. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I, and the way every time you investigate it, you get this just close up of this just red rotting, you know, maggot filled corpse. It's just, it's just really, really graphic. Yeah. Like that has a more of like a graphic violence effect on me than people, you know, exploding in 3D fallouts. Yeah, like losing limbs you know, like, and eyes exploding and shit. Yeah, like this is way more like just the skin is gone mm-hmm. and just like, you know, red musculature. Like, yeah. And it, nasty. It's, it's the chief. It's the chief after a very lengthy uh, reconstruction sequence. <laughs> um, you find out that the hospital, the other important piece is that the hospital, uh, the person who owns the hospital yeah, was taken. Yeah. 
uh, comes up here in just a second. But yeah, the chief is a snatcher. This is his original, um, and he's been gone. You can date it. Um, it's been less than three months. Yeah. So the entire time you've been working for him, mm-hmm. he has been a snatcher. Yeah. And then uh, Chen pops in, who's the owner of the hospital, mm-hmm. and this is where the game starts taking a shit. I think <laughs> where he starts doing villi- really long villain speeches. Yep. Um, surrounded by snatchers and like yeah this is where i stop more or less stop liking this game like there's a couple <laughs> things that happen that i still like but this is where it's it goes to shit yeah. um yeah so something can be uh something can be contrived i just want it to be you know gradual with the rate at which it becomes contrived but like immediately it comes in and says ma i am a scientific genius we have perfected the skin mm-hmm. you're dead yep <laughs> And they start talking about Modnar, which sounds like a space god. <laughs> the, the Infinite Destroyer, and, yes. Yeah, Modnar, the Infinite Destroyer. And it's just so generic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a really generic villain speech. They want worldwide domination. Mm-hmm. And it, there's never a twist to that. Nope. Like the motivation is a, is a cliche that's kind of a twist that would have been a twist in like the 50s. <sighs> but the actual what they want to do is just like, is like just very, very cliche. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of, like, you know, the game does that there's- from here on out. <laughs> So there's there, there's something I want to say about this game. I might as well say it now just because it's come up. But, like, because the original was published in 1988 and the one that we have experienced was published in 1994, that was on two sides of a very, very serious divide, right? Which is the Berlin Wall falling, which is the Soviet Union ending, you know, which okay. took place over the course of, like, three years. And so this whole plot was conceived and written and executed um, before the, you know, Russia ceased being a threat, before you realized that they were waiting in huge long lines to get Levi jeans, right? And right. afterwards, it was kind of like, oh, you know, like, m- maybe, you know, I, I, at the very least, I can speak for myself, like, oh, the, you, you know, the, the, the Russians, Moscow, the, you know, the entire red threat was something from James Bond movies, Right. Right. And so when they come out and say, oh, this was Russia trying to take over the world with operatives that look just like us, like the Red Scare has no effect on me personally because the Soviet Union was never a thing in my memorable lifetime. All right. And so because this, you know, there, there is this divide over which, like, we're going to bring it here because it's a, you know, because it's a product, because we want to release it. And, oh, our plot is not entirely relevant. I think that that, that, that diminishes its impact a little bit. I, I agree with you. However, I think that that's kind of it being the Russians taking over, you know, doing secret agents is one uh-huh. thing. The fact that it immediately, you know, almost directly after this undersells that with that not actually being what's going on. You know, like that's how they were invented. Yeah. However, the motivation is not that. Yeah. Like, it is yeah. not somebody who's, you know, so that's not what the story is about. That's yeah. like a, that is a red herring. Yeah. So, you know, like all the Russian stuff is pretty much immaterial. Yeah. So, so, so it's not so, like, actually what it's about, but it's functionally what it's about. It's, it's what it's about until they tell you that's not what it's about. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it's what you could be under the impression. So like I, and if the, you're, I don't know if you're necessarily saying this, but if the idea is that like, you know, at the time this was written, it would be more relevant and scary because you, uh, because of the Cold War and because of Russia still being extant. I think so. In, in that way. I think that's actually I, what I'm saying. I still feel like it's really weak. Hmm. Like even if I try to – and I can't fully put myself in that mindset. Uh-huh. If I try to though, if I think of that – like if I – just think of the equivalent now. Like if I think – replace it with, uh, you know, with Al-Qaeda. 
uh-huh. you know, which is like our boogeyman now, still a stupid plot. Yeah, still like a generic world domination thing. And I, and, you know, we, I lived through like mm-hmm. September 11th. That's still a thing. Yeah. That's still a relevant cultural touchstone. It doesn't make it a good yeah. plot. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's still stupid. It's still ridiculous, but like, look at how many video games have like leveraged that. Or have leverage what? Uh, uh, no, no. So, so not, not 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 so much like uh, video games, but like media in general have like leveraged leveraged that uh, you know that uh, that zeitgeist, right? Which is you know like terrorists, they're going to come after you, blah blah blah. Like you know, it's hard for me to put myself in that place, but like immediately I put myself in that literary detached uh, you know viewpoint about anything related to Russia and the Soviet Union and blah, blah, blah from this, for, you know, for, for, from this time point. Yeah. It's still stupid, but that, you know, just because it's, it's stupid it's, doesn't mean it's like not effective. It's it, but it, but it's, it's stupid and it's not effective. Like it, yeah. it's, it's a real plot pileup or theme like pileup, right? Oh yeah. So like yeah. The, it's definitely a like, pileup. Like, I mean, <laughs> no, like no the argument thing, here. Like, yeah. the, the, and, it, and it contradicts itself. So like the, the Russian, like that kind of fear of the other uh-huh. that you get, you know, from, from the Russian bits or from having this, uh, you know, the equivalent, even if you want to transport it through time, mm-hmm. like is not the same thing at, or does not like thematically tie in with body snatchers as a thing. They tried like, to make domination. body snatchers like match up with that though. Like if you look at the 19, yeah, you know, the, the, the 77 but or what it was, so it's, uh, like, right, like so the, it's that, about, that was entirely about communism. Yeah. So like it, it makes sense, but that's not like a, a, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, are you yeah, th- it's not the most optimal implementation of that. However, it was an implementation of that. But the body snatchers never like did anything this like grandly villainous like this, like any anything yeah. cartoonish like this. Like, it's, it, I guess that maybe that's what I'm hitting on is that like yeah. it's not insidious. It is not an insidious threat that is that we're working with. At this point. <laughs> there are only maybe. four of them. There are only four of them, and then maybe a couple in a warehouse that we're possibly intending to replace. Uh, you know, world yeah. leaders. Yeah. So, so, so at that point, it becomes like, oh, this is a video game, and therefore, it is going to be far less delicate than something even as poppy and pulpy as, uh, you know, the Donald, the uh, the the Sutherland uh, body stack yeah. was. You know, even even if they stuck with that as the theme, like if this was just supposed to be like if this was the the Russians like last gasp at uh-huh. things, like it would still be something that body snatchers did plot wise better. Uh-huh. And then I guess maybe I'm I'm having a hard time. Like you're right. Like the the Russian Russia and body snatchers work together. However, like one guy doing this for lost love. Yeah. Oh, um, that, does that, not that's that's when that. it becomes bullshit. <laughs> but we can't. I mean, we can't ignore that. No. Like, you can't, God, like no. we can't. Yeah. Like it's like that's where we, we're going to spend the next you know hour after this, <laughs> and that's you know it's significant. Like yeah. that's where the the plot dumb comes from. So <laughs> and, and that's where a, I choose to stop ignoring the plot and start yeah. and start fixating on the themes. So. Yeah. yeah, but the themes there are stupid too. Like it just—I don't know. Like it does. Like I don't like the theme of the guy who who comes back for revenge. Oh and, no! And I ignore back. that like, guy altogether. Don't worry. So. Yeah, you can't. You can't take a work and just take the parts that like don't fit what you want it to be. Like it is not a ice sculpture for you to you know to make. Like it's it's presented as it is. It exists uh-huh. Uh-huh. as a thing. You know. Yeah. Like I just I feel like it's it's dangerous to just be like I just choose to pretend like this isn't a thing. Yeah. Like. You know, it is a thing. Mm-hmm. This is this is the statement he wanted to make. It's yeah. a bad statement in a lot of ways. He did yeah. it in a really cool way at times. Yep, it's and it, there are it, parts it, of it that are neat. It is it is real stupid and dumb. Yeah, and this is where yeah. I started feeling dumb, and I stopped caring about the plot. Yeah, like I just I stopped caring about 
it's not that I'm going to ignore it. Like I'm, mm-hmm. it would still show up in my like summation of the game. Yeah, yeah. But it's when I stopped thinking this was I was doing cool things and and yeah. seeing cool stuff. So 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 the divide is from the intention of the Snatcher program, which was hey, let's go and um, you know like replace all of the uh, world leaders. Uh, with these terminators um and the right. and the implementation which was after russia ceased being a thing which was the result of this guy being jealous of these two americans um you know let's take this and instead pervert this and be, you know and, and make it so that we can you know <laughs> replicate our lives without this you know, you know, it's it's uh, it's intention versus you know versus implementation, which is yeah. like if I can take the you know the 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 the, uh, the the intention and divorce it from the implementation, that is that is perfectly fine from the plot, and then that's where it becomes or that that that's where it goes from being this really macro um, and international thing to being this very small and personal thing, right? And it's a small and personal thing that I do not like. Yeah. In, which, in this case, which we'll, we'll never say that. Like, that's a yeah, very rare thing exactly, to say. Right? Yeah. The, the other interesting thing about the, the Russian theming is that there's nothing, other than just iconography, there's nothing Russian about anything that happens. No, no. You know this, what I'm saying? The, like, the, this could, it doesn't this, matter that it's Russian. It's like, it, it doesn't. It could very well you know, have been just like an American thing, right? It's just, yeah, it's just a villain skin for them to have to yeah. make the, to have some puzzles. Like, it's not, you know, it's not there for any reason. And like, you know, once the reveal actually comes across like that's probably part of why it's so unsatisfying mm-hmm. you know it's not even it's not like you know it's not even like a russian plot really no. like it's it's not it's nothing to do with it it's just they had to to add that in you know probably because you know because body because kojima liked body snatchers mm-hmm. and because that's about you know the mccarthy hearings and then later about you know specifically about like cold war communism mm-hmm. and then uh because it was you know it's like it's almost like the whole plot is a red herring but once you, but it's a much more interesting red herring than any actual fish you get. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah. know. But this, this was definitely the moment. Like this guy's speech, I hated, and then I kind of don't <laughs> so like the game from this point on. Like I don't think this is very fun ever well, again. Really, well, like Chen is so stupid because he only shows up for like two scenes, and one of the scenes yeah. you're shooting him in the face repeatedly. So yeah, exactly. Why don't you shoot him now? Yeah, like you, you got winged. <laughs> like you, you take a bullet that I could take right now. Like if anyone listening <laughs> yeah. this wants to shoot just like the side of my arm, I bet you I could still shoot you. Back. That is a bizarre offer to give, Gary. Come on. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> my body is for the listeners' sake. Your body like, is you, a wonderland. I, my body is is, is a wonderland. Shoot it where you can. <laughs> um, yeah, because you've been shot so many times at this point. Yeah, but you take this little like scratch and you become helpless. Um, <laughs> so you're shot in the arm and random is shot in the leg. <laughs> yeah, and you do your like yippee kaye, you know. Yeah, like he sacrifices himself so you can go down this uh, down this chute. Uh-huh. Which, um, which is which, another fucking <laughs> interface mm-hmm. puzzle. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like you have to go just long enough until you notice the snow nine, and then you fight a really tough insector fight. There are lots of insectors. Yeah, and uh, you're in the subway tunnels, and you head through the subway tunnels, and you get out in Fred- Freddy's apartment, which is, like puts that together. That's how he got in the apartment. It's on the third floor, Gary. Yep. Why crawl would up. the sewer access the third floor? There's a really long ladder. Everyone has a mysterious <laughs> column in their bathroom, <laughs> except for him. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. That's a, that feels like sloppiness because they had to make it the third floor so he couldn't have just climbed in a window. Yep. When he was there, but then it kind of contradicts this. So yeah, yeah I don't know. <sighs> falling apart. But, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then there's a black cab. It's actually 
It's actually Chen, who's the <laughs> cab right. driver, which is, you know. And he turns around, and again, the, <laughs> the, the, the huge exposed gash on his face. Yep. Yeah. How did he get there as fast as you were? Because you were, uh... yeah. I mean, he he was going over land. He could have taken a car, like you yeah, walked through the sewer. So he could have got there, but he knew where you were going. Well, I guess he would know. Where you're... I mean, there's lots of places. Why didn't you just you, you could have just went to the HQ at this point or gone yep. to the church? He didn't know that. And, and, and unless unless the apartment was on the on route. Yeah, and he <sighs> just assumed that's where you'd go. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but you shoot him. You go back to Junker HQ. This mm-hmm. is where I got. Uh, amazingly mad yeah. because the, the shutter is down and you're looking for uh, the the chief. You know, or you, and you find Harry's dead. He gets a really long fucking death speech. <laughs> like, so, okay, so so his his death speech is a little bit justified by what he ends up being in the plot. Which is, but I hate what he ends up being in the oh, plot. Oh, definitely. Like, I just, no, like, no. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's fucking stupid. But like, like at the point, like no matter what happens, like his, oh, I had a good feeling about you. Uh, uh, I'm yeah. so sorry we couldn't get a beer. Uh, uh, we've been through so much yes. together uh, uh, over yes, these two the days. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, cats in the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, Gillian. <laughs> little, little it's, like, it's like if they would if they would have delivered uh, delivered on the concept better, or if the concept wouldn't have been so stupid, that would have been justified. However, it would have been justified too late for that to have not been excruciating. Yeah. And justified at half its length. Like, yep. it just goes on forever, which yeah, yeah. drives me fucking insane. Yeah. So, I'm, um, so but I'm this, sitting here thinking, like, oh, he must be really significant to me if they're spending this much time to it. So, like, it revealed its hand way too early. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I just thought that the game, at this point, had just taken a shit and didn't understand pacing anymore. <laughs> and just, like, you know, like, oh, we're just going to make – we're going to expect you – you know, everyone else freaked out about John Jack dying. Like, this is just how the game wants to treat death. Like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the part, this is the thing that fucking infuriated me is you're looking around for clues for this guy. You know, this large HQ, there's lots of, uh, different, you know, rooms you can go into, lots of things you can do. Yeah. You don't, I found out later looking at a walkthrough, you don't actually have to search these rooms. You just kind of check them. Yeah. But damn, if I didn't spend like so much time going to every room, doing everything multiple times because I thought I had to, to set, move things forward because the entire game had done that. Yeah. The game doesn't know when to give you new text. So there, the, yep. the, the, there's a command that you can give, which is search room, which is you've looked up, you look down. Okay, there's nothing here. However, when you get into look and examine, or sorry, investigate, which both give you different text, it gives you new text, which is like, yep. oh boy, there's no sign of the chief here. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So, so I'm like, gonna... oh, so obviously I need to check all of these probably multiple times yep. because that's snatcher. Be- because it's that's not, what this though. game has trained me to do. No. Yeah, but you don't have to this time. You're just you're supposed to be like in a hurry running from room to room. You know, but like something got lost in the tone or or something, you know, just the fact that they had that mechanic in the first place meant that I'm sitting here just tapping on everything and then when I read it later that it was all a waste of time, like it was my fury was palpable. And then you do it again. Like you, <laughs> you you go through all, you have to go through all the rooms again. Yep. What after, are you doing? After you get the uh the little Spider Man scare, right? Yeah, which I like that. I like yeah, that he's yeah. in the ceiling. That's great. Mm-hmm. Like the blood dripping and stuff. That's excellent, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, after you do that, you get to make, make your rounds again and uh, eventually go back to the, uh, the the first part where he's uh, using Mika as a human shield <laughs> in a real goofy scene where he's like, yeah, am I over here? Yeah, I'm over here. I'm down here now. Like, it's, it's real silly. Um, so... 
<sighs> yep. Yep. Which and uh, but you eventually kill him. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Um, and a little bit about the plot of him going to the Kyoto conference, and we're going to talk about the snatcher. Threat. Oh yeah, we haven't been yeah, talking about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to the Kyoto conference, and like, uh, but he's a snatcher now, so now no one's going to the Kyoto conference. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, so you get a call from Jamie. She has all her memories back, and she's being held by a snatcher. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's being held at the Kremlin, um, so to speak. They're even though they want you to come, they're like coding it as a message for some reason yeah, yeah. instead of just telling you where to go which is a little bit annoying mm-hmm. um and calls you professor seed which you're like i'm not a professor but <laughs> you know, at this point you probably have figured stuff out yeah yeah um yeah and then you go to the third act it's worth noting that this is where the game ended in the original version <laughs> which is insane like in just insanity yeah <laughs> like i don't like anything that happens after this mm-hmm. but like that that's insane too like just real weird storytelling conventions going on for the, like from that point on in the game or from uh the speech the air duct speech yeah this this next chapter is very short however mm-hmm. it is mostly pressing a in order to get through text or or really long shooting scenes uh, yeah, like a couple true. really long battle scenes a couple of neat little like world building things about how they build the the snatchers mm-hmm. which i actually like yeah. and then just one of the worst you know shitty responses or like endings in a in game history, like stuff, I just really hate. Um, so you have to figure out where the. Uh, so you find out a couple of things. Like one, um, they want the world wants to nuke Neo Kobe to get rid of Snatchers. Yeah, which seems really ex- extreme to me. Uh, <laughs> you don't know that they're not somewhere else. Yeah, that's you know. And you find out they are somewhere else, so it wouldn't have helped anything anyway. Well, exactly, exactly. And you actually, so you can't like call them or anything like that like there's no there's no communication channels in this game it's established for some reason (laughs) yeah even even though this is like crazy futuristic cyberpunk and you're walking around with like a cell phone yeah you know like you're walking around with an animate sentient cell phone with with the gigantic sassy cell phone um you send mika there to like okay delay them as long as possible i know you're just tell them what's happening (laughs) don't delay them to like here here's some evidence it's inside my computer take it to them this this uh this you know my my little guy here records everything that happens mm. like he, he establishes that later like take him with you i'm going to i'm going to hang out here and they're just going to send in the real cops to like take care of this shit you know as opposed i mean i get it it's genre it's not exciting if you do that but it did like push my my disbelief buttons pretty hard at this point when the stakes are that high you know yeah so I'm looking at this here um, from Kobe, uh, Japan to Kyoto, Japan. Uh, let's see here. Walking and using public transit is an hour and 28 minutes. That's pretty intense. It's a that big is city. Pretty intense. It's a, a lot of people are going to die <laughs> for, for no reason. Um, but you, so you have to figure out where the, the church is, which is kind of like, a, like I would have liked that puzzle if it wasn't so obvious. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like the part where you're getting quizzed on what you know about snatchers. Uh huh. That happens here. That's pretty fun. Yeah, it's like multiple that. choice. I like, I like that better than the recap a little bit. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's a which, good way to do the recap. It, it challenges you just a little bit more, which, you know, yeah, and, and it's interactive, so, yep. um, which is important. Um, you uh, And you find out that Metal Gear has not been telling you everything that, you know, he's been hiding stuff from you. Yeah. So yeah. he gives you a big info dump mm-hmm. here. Um, I can't remember exactly what info dump comes from him and what info dump comes from the next character. That they introduce at the very end of the game. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, you know, kind it, of the takeaway. It's Metal Gear, uh, like from, from right here, where he talks about the cryopods. Yeah. 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 
So, uh, yeah, Harry is your son. <laughs> Which, you know, dad, okay. Real important info. Yeah, all right. I don't care. That's stupid. Whatever. I'm, I'm dusted. <laughs> like, so, it's, but, a, it's weird, so weird to do that reveal after you do a dramatic death scene in which you react the, as if you knew it already. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, so, like, I, I, feel, I feel bad reacting poorly to the whole time-shifted grief thing, especially since – and it's hard because I don't want to reveal what this is a spoiler for, but in looking at visual novels – this is similar to one of my favorite visual novel games of the past year or so, roughly. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that wasn't bullshit then, but it's bullshit now. Wait, what wasn't bullshit then? Like the time-shifted grief thing? Okay, so it was bu- it was bullshit in Snatcher, but it's not bullshit in the one that I'm talking oh, about. Oh, so a game does it better. Yes, a game does it better. Okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I could, I could definitely see that. Like, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to do it worse. At this part, like, um, so you get, you find out that it's a church that is shaped like, you know, like the, the building in the Kremlin, the, uh, the main Kremlin building. Yeah. The, Unknown um, church. yep. And, uh, and head on in, they worship, uh, a guy who looks like random. Yep. Um, Modnar. <laughs> Modnar, the infinite destroyer. Yeah. Modnar, the infinite destroyer. And you do like a section that I actually kind of like where you're going through all the different snatcher pods and yep. learning about their process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you see copies of all the world leaders at the summit, which like, you know, pretty easy to figure out, but pretty neat. You know, yeah. I like this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, like, like any kind of science dump in a game, I will really enjoy, uh, as revealed by my, uh, my, my appreciation of Myron and Fallout 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like pods. Like if you're going <laughs> to, you're going to show me a room full of pods, like even Alien 4, like I like a room full of pods, <laughs> you know, give me a room full of pods. That's all I want. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Give me a room yeah. to fill some pods with. <laughs> the uh the so you send Metal Gear away to to sell the like hey don't nuke the city just nuke this church <laughs> you know yeah um and and he runs off which means you can't save your game yeah. anymore which is real bullshit considering what comes ahead absolutely like uh <laughs> I I mean thank goodness for save states because um, that's insane like you do a really intense insector fight yeah, yeah. um I think super this, insector this, fight. Yeah, like these are the ones that, and they they zig you and zag you. Like they land in a place, then sh- oh yeah, shoot yeah, else. they're they're juking like a box, my friend. And it is hard. Like yeah, this is a yeah. tough. This is the toughest fight in the game. Um, you it's, know, and it goes on for a really long time. Yeah, like it, and the snatcher is like, not so much. Yeah, the snatcher is like there's like thirty snatchers, but you know where to shoot them. Like that's actually yeah, not that yeah, bad. Yeah, they do more damage, so there's less margin for error. But you're right. way less likely to make errors. So yeah, yeah. And uh, spo- spoiler alert: uh, shoot a humanoid in the head. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I think you find that out later. I think that uh, the uh, or earlier rather. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, say, t- they, they talk about how they have like uh, resizing vents in their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a fun little like intersection between you know like you end up in the next area where it starts playing the combat music, <laughs> and uh, but it's actually uh, Jamie. You say fun, uh, but like because there are no continues from that. And because oh, there yeah. was combat music playing, <laughs> I shot and uh, well, had to replay all of those sequences. The, re- the reason why I think it's like, I mean, fun me is the wrong word. I like it as an intersection of like narrative and gameplay. Like, oh, yeah. your character is super keyed up and ready to jump at anything. Yeah, yeah. You got you know, the and the player is it. as well. Like, I like that. Uh-huh. You know, anytime you can make the player feel exactly the same thing the character feels, I like that a lot. Right. But uh, yeah, they do, you don't want to shoot Jamie. Right. Um, and you don't, and then you actually get to like the real plot, which like 
I, I understand it. I know what's going on. Like the whole idea, you, you were a professor and, uh, Jamie was a professor and you worked for this, uh, you worked for the CIA mm-hmm. and you were undercover for this like Russian project where they were doing the, the weapon that would cause the catastrophe. Right. Um, and then there was a guy who was, uh, what is his name? Elijah, the, uh, uh, Modnar. Yeah. Elijah Modnar. <laughs> the, uh, the infinite destroyer. Infinite destroyer. Um, fell in love with Jamie and, uh, came back and started Snatcher Plots. Yep. Cause he, cause he was jealous of you and because she never loved him back. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so there's, uh, you know, the, the, there were two things. There's more to it here. than that, but. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, uh, the, there were two separate research projects. Um, so there was the, uh, the depopulation bomb, which was the catastrophe. Um, and then there was the Snatchers, which were the, you know, the Russian plot, which was like, let's, uh, uh, ensue distrust in people in order to, you know, destabilize the world and get people to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Jillian, or I'm sorry, Gillian was involved with. Um, and Elijah was the one who actually unleashed the catastrophe, even though it makes you believe that, uh, Gillian was the one who did it. Right. 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 The, um, so, so there's kind of, uh, uh, there's two, the, the two plots. There's also a thing with his father, right? <laughs> Who's the the old guy? Yeah, yeah. There. He's he's the one with the actual like scientific know how, the genius. Yeah, and he's lived all this time, and he's like Mister House. He's in this yeah. pod, and he's uh, you know a, a, a desiccated jerky husk. Right? Yes, exactly. And I like so like um, and uh, Modnar has the little <laughs> like the tentacles coming out instead of feet. Yeah, little, yeah. Like, so, so, I like that. That so looks he, neat. So he's life supported, right? Yep, he's life supported. Great. Um, but he stops, like, the Snatchers stop being part of a plan to, you know, sow distrust and start being, you know, humanity can't take care of itself. They need a perfect yeah, machine yeah. mind. This is, like, this sequence, this half-hour info dump is <laughs> not only does, like, the info that you get dumped on you I don't like, but it's also really clumsily written. Like, I was yeah. noticing it recursing, like, so many times. Like, yeah, yeah. recapping things halfway through, going over things that I already knew, mm-hmm. you know. Like, um, it's just like, it's so sloppy. St- straight up calling the Snatcher product, project the uh, the Frankenstein project, like yeah, <laughs> a little on the nose there, fellas. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's just it's just it's just, it's at best it's generic, but it you know it's really unsatisfying and really like something you know we talked like there's the little things that I think are always going to be true of games that we bring up again and again and again. And watch out for fireballs, and this happens. You know we talk about it a lot in Final Fantasy games, but it happens in other games as well. If you want me to have a character and have, want me to care about him, mm-hmm. it has to be introduced from the beginning yeah. or like shortly after such. I never want the threat to not, you know, I don't want this character like with this kind of emotional gravitas. Like we're supposed to feel yeah. bad for him. Um, Jamie even says she feels bad for him because he's jealous and he's just like a poor old man. Like yeah. there's supposed to be an element of like pathos to this guy. Yeah. But I've never met him before. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, like I just, you can't just, you can't have the, I don't want the villain to ever just show up at the end. Mm-hmm. And you can't have me try to make me care about a character who doesn't show up until the last half hour of the game. Yeah. You know, like, stop doing that. Like, like, in theory, if I'm cerebralizing this or if I'm just trying to, like, look at this as a whole, it's like there was this dude who was uh, fantasizing about Jamie and, you know, was interested. And then I ended up with her and blah, blah, blah. All of his motivations were jealousy. That is perfectly fine. But if I knew about him, okay, c- 
cool. Yeah, it has to be. Since so the eighty percent of the game isn't about that. He can't you know, be like a that, package. That he can't be a package that is neatly delivered at the very end. Yeah, it just makes him flimsy. Yeah, it feels it feels very like very flimsy villaining yeah. here, and like it's so frustrating because a good villain is so like you like, if you look at like great villains in in works of fiction, like mm-hmm. they're tied to the hero in a way, and they also like are are around. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we have them as as people. Like we interact with them many times. Like yeah. if this had like he just has to appear more, like give him more personality and have him show up or something like that. Yeah, you know, and it would have been fine. Like there could have there are a lot of ways you could have done this a lot better rather than just having a cackling, you know, <laughs> world domination inspired by love at the end. Yeah, with a little bit of like war paranoia. Yeah, you know, Kojima style, like you know, man should disarm. So, so they so, so they thought that they were enhancing him by hiding him from us, right? They're kind of like, oh, man, once we reveal him, it's going to be so great. So we're going to hide him at every turn, even though they were, you know, foreshadowing this at every turn or at a couple of turns They weren't foreshadowing him. They were foreshadowing the fact that you're old. Yeah. They foreshadowed the clone thing and stuff, which, like, I think is annoying but not dramatically unsatisfying. Yeah. Like, I think it's pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a, it's it's not dramatically unsound the way this guy is. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, so so like it, it, if they would have alluded to him, you know, further in a previous fashion, it would have been a bigger payoff. Like they could have done it indirectly in a way that would have that, that you know that would have been satisfying, but they didn't, and that is why this third act, as a whole, just fails so abjectly. Or, or what if, what if he had, like, it was a compelling character? Like, in a game that, <laughs> yeah. like, the idea is that this, you know, we have the strength of these characters. Like, Gillian and Metal Gear, um, are both, like, really good characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the, like, and that's, you spend a lot of time with them. They're interacting and stuff. Like, they're pretty, you know, I'm not going to call it, like, novelistic necessarily. Like, I'm not going to put them up with great works of literature. <laughs> but they're, they're good characters. You know, yeah. like, I like them. I have a good idea of what they're, what they're like. They're- I have no idea what this guy's like other than just his plot. And the only thing I know about him is just from him just saying it to me. They're satisfactory. The yeah. Yeah. There, there's no, no show don't tell. Like there's no, you know, it just, it's narratively unsound yeah. as, as an ending. Like it doesn't work as a story. Yeah. You know? And then there's the um, whole backwards name thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is real. I guess that's a translation thing according to the internet. Like it was less yeah. clumsy than yeah. the, the original version. So I'll, I'll believe that. Yeah. Um, he didn't, they didn't have to make up words. Yeah. But so he he woke up before you and Jamie, and he decided to uh, continue the Snatcher program, making uh, something in his own image uh, with his name yeah. backwards uh, that yep. uh, addressed all the flaws of the previous Snatchers. Uh, that yeah. being Random Hajil. Yeah, who's there in like a tube <laughs> and gets to just save the day at the end again. <sighs> Like he's the he's the hero of the adventure. Yeah, like you're, you're you're jack shit. Which which I get it because like you know Deckard wasn't the hero of Blade Runner. Yeah, <laughs> you know Roy Batty was the hero. Fucking goddamn shit. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> but Roy but Roy Battery Batty is more interesting than Random Hajil. Oh yeah, and like you know the the that quest is much more like it's. I feel like if if he had ripped off any of the sources he was ripping off more fully, <laughs> it would have just been better because like. 
they were good stories. Like he's ripping off the best of the best. Yeah, stuff, he's ripping off great know? stories. So commit, you goddamn bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't rip off everything a little bit. <laughs> and it did, and it, that be, that makes for a very interesting world and very interesting tone. Yeah. Uh, but just like like I said, I can't stress it enough. Like it's as like story wise, it just falls really flat. Yeah. It's not a satisfying story. Um, you know, bad. Like this, I mean, this ending is so bad. I was so yeah. like at the end, like I'm just like. I read that the third act was really short. I'm like, oh, great, you know, because I'm, I'm pretty, I'm getting pretty sick of this. Yeah. And then just like sitting through it, I'm just eating dinner, watching this cutscene, <laughs> and just, just like, man, are you okay? Okay, 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 okay. Like, get off my screen. I get it. You're evil. I get it. I get it. I get it. Show me the credits. You know? Yeah, please. Let me just get to the credits. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. And and like they, they you know they, they they very explicitly lay out what the themes are. They're trying to prey on human suspicion. Like this is what the initial plot was and then it became a religion for these snatchers, right? But what if what if so a stronger way to do that would have been to show the folly of human suspicion. Oh yeah. Every time you're suspicious, you're right. Uh-huh. Like it is not like with the one exception of the snowboarder guy who, you know, like you like there's no yeah. you don't make any mistakes sus- suspecting somebody. Like, think about that. If, like, you wanted that to be the theme, you you find evidence that Henry is a snatcher, yeah. which because the chief pl- placed that, you kill Henry. Uh-huh. Turns out he's not a snatcher. How much stronger is that for that theme, mm-hmm. you know, as a thing? But, like, it just doesn't – there's just so many better ways to yeah. – it's just, like, like if I was writing – like, grading this as a paper, it would just <laughs> be, like, stronger example, word choice, stronger example, stronger <laughs> example. Like, it's just weak. But, you know, but, like but they like, lay out the themes, but they support it really poorly. Yeah. So, 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 like, I, I was about to bring up like a like a straw man example, which is, you know, the inverse of that is, who do you trust? The chief, right? Well, actually, no. That is the person who you would most reasonably trust was manipulating you. So then it becomes this, you know, weird meta textual example, just like every Kojima thing does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't but, know. I didn't uh, care about the chief very much either. No, like no. he wasn't enough of a character to make that. Like if they, if he would have been like a real mentor figure, and would have been, what if he, the whole game, he was tricking you into doing things that further the snatcher cause. Oh, just instead like, of just setting, setting back and letting you get closer to them until all of a sudden he decides not to. Just like big boss. Like every, yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> However, he doesn't do that. No, like it's just like the themes are there. You know, it is a theme, but all of the examples that support it are just so weak. Mm-hmm. You know. Like I'm not. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Don't no. Know. So, so like, I'm. Just, I'm just like devil's advocating for things that I don't genuinely believe. Which is like this is an early example of something that was ambitious but couldn't fulfill. And yeah. like I'm not sure that games have been able to f- fulfill that for very long. Yeah, I, right? I agree. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, I understand within its time, and like I like this game. It was really mind blowing to me when I first played it. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I liked adventure games, and this was a really sophisticated, yeah, adventure game. So, so, yeah. so I'm so I'm coming at it as I usually do from a very flawed for uh, flawed perspective, which is you know, like from a historical pers- you know, perspective. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's not a flawed perspective. Like, that's a necessary perspective. And I think it really succeeds in that way in a lot in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But it's frustrating. You know, like everything, it is a, a very flawed uh, kind of gem. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. I mean, we're not quite to the end. Just real quick. <laughs> not before really. We no. Stuff. Like, no, no. So, yeah. so like, they try to make you think that you killed one half of the world's population. But yeah. you didn't. That was Elijah. Brandon yeah. yeah. backwards. Um, yep. Yeah, it, it random uh, randomly happened, and Metal Gear <laughs> shows up with a bunch of dynamite strapped to him, and uh, it says that he's 
he's reached the summit and they're going to actually just send a laser at the church. Why does he have a bunch of dynamite strapped to him? Is it like I Tommy don't. and Tommy boy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Those are road flares. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> have you been eating paint chips? Come on. I, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, it's so they can't stop him by shooting him, I guess. Like he'll blow everything up. <laughs> Who's um, they? You've killed him. everybody. You've killed like 40 snatchers on well, the way in. Here, yeah, exactly. Well, here's, I think the idea is that he says that the laser is homing in on him. Okay. So if he didn't have the dynamite, you know, kind of backup plan. As an insurance they could, boss. They could kill him and move him somewhere else and make them blow them up. Uh-huh. But if they try to do it, he's going to bl- get blown up. Or he's going to blow things up. And then they don't have the satellite tracking anyway. Uh-huh. So, like, it accomplishes the Snatcher's plan right, regardless. Right. Like, it's confusing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's... And, you know, they, you know, Metal Gear and Random Hajil hold uh, Elijah there long enough uh-huh. for the laser to come and blow up. What well, looks like the city, but really it's just the church. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get this, like, coda scene <laughs> at the end, which, again, is just, like, head-slappingly fucking yeah. bizarre. You amass your harem. Yeah, you, uh, all of your ladies uh, confer for a horny coda at the airport um, <laughs> where, you know, it's like it seems like at first I thought it was kind of nice. Like, oh, you know, like uh, you're talking to your wife and you're like, well, let's try it. You know, let's just try moving back in together and see what happens. Yeah, like, yeah. I actually like this relationship. There are two ladies show up. No particularly good reason. Nope. And you just start, you know, va va boom. <laughs> well, well, no, the, like the real crazy part is that both of them have like been calling Jamie in order to like talk about things. Yes, yeah, talk and, about like you, you know, get this emotional game fails support. The test so hard, <laughs> so fucking hard. Like there's three char- three lady characters, and all they talk about is one guy who is yeah. the main character. <laughs> if there is a god who is manning a nuclear satellite, watching for people to fail the Bechdel test, we yes. are in a Fallout post-apocalyptic nightmare zone. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Fuck. Like, oh, we were just talking to chat about you. <laughs> He's just like, you know, you know, he's talking to like, Mika, well, perhaps we can have that date. And she's like, you do owe me dinner. And like the other two people are just staying there and passively staring and blinking. <laughs> like it is, and I'm not trying to be like sex negative or against polyamory yeah. if that's no, what's no, going just, on. Just, just fuck whatever you want. I don't, unless yeah. it's a kid, I don't care. But yeah, ugh. yeah, it's just, it's, it is, you know, there are people, there is polyamory. It is a thing. Yeah. However, uh, <laughs> this did not feel like that. It's yeah. about like some weird meatballs esque boner humor yeah. sneaking into the end of this thing. Which, like, to me, the, the biggest influence this had was Blade Runner. And Blade Runner, it's so small. Yeah. It is so small. There are four people. You're not eliminating a global threat. This is something yeah. that quite possibly outnumbers humans because there are slaves that serve us interstellarly um, uh, among any number of colonies that yeah. outnumber Earth. Right. So, you know, when Deckard escapes with Rachel, it's, you know, like kind of not a huge deal. Blade Runner is about, well, it's not a huge deal because he's going to die because everybody dies. Well, yeah, because 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 Blade Runner is uh, is about mortality, whereas this is not. But right. Blade Runner is about uh, mortality and what defines, you know, being a human. Yeah. This is about who can you trust for a little bit. And then it's about (laughs) a big sci fi villain at the end. Yeah. Like way, you know, it's like it again, just like not ripping off the right parts of the thing you're going to rip off, you know, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then to, to end on a happy note, Metal Gear rolls up like <laughs> like as a Sega CD, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. And that's a pretty cool like a little uh, localization thing. So whatever game or whatever system you're playing this game on, um, mm-hmm. Metal Gear will show up as that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. I love that. Like yeah. that, that. It's like, oh, that's great. Yeah. And they, they really do a hard sell for it being a sequel or mm. there being a sequel. Yeah. I, I would play that sequel if it was like action based. We're going back to the Siberian uh, warehouse destroying the uh destroying the snatchers right well when they were when they were first uh, talking about it it was supposed to be produced um with uh suda 51 we're going to be working on it with holy him. shit i would like yeah, super I, extra play that now what yeah i i would i would play it i don't know if it's going to fix the things that made me mad about this but i would just <laughs> yeah. be curious enough about it in yeah. fact i can guarantee it wouldn't fix the things that make me mad about oh. it because it's suda 51 and i, I can it would be a i, I can guarantee rock. you i'm fucking rock hard now sorry <laughs> It would be interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't think it will necessarily be narratively satisfying. Oh, no, not good, uh, but I'm rock hard. I don't care. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be hey, fuck whatever you want. I don't, as long as it's not a kid. Um, but, the, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's Snatcher. Like, I, 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 Adventure Game fans must play this. Oh, God, yeah, uh, yeah. Because, like, this might be the precursor to the visual, no, uh, visual novel genre. Right. Yeah. It is in America. Like there, I think that there were visual novels um, in Japan earlier than this. I don't think this was the first visual novel. I yeah, don't know that yeah. for sure, but I don't think it is. Mm. Um, it's the first one that came to the States um, and kind of set off, you know, the very few of those we have. Yeah. Um, but, you know, well worth playing. You know, similarly, like if you if you can handle that kind of stilted interface. Yeah. Um, you know, and these these things we're frustrated by. Like, it is a really fun experience as you're going through it. Like, the music is great. It looks really good. World building is really good. The characters, you know, some of the characters are really excellent. It just you, does that fucking, you know, and last third of the game bed shit. <laughs> that just, you know, makes it not satisfying as an experience. But on the whole, I really like it. I think I, I think it, like if I were giving it, like if I was letter grading this, it'd probably be like a B. Mm-hmm. But if it maintained the quality, it would be an A. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like there's very much a curve in effect here. Yeah. 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 So yeah. – but – and it's short as well. You know, mm-hmm. well worth your time I think. Yeah. Uh, if, if they did a remake and, and changed some things too, I'd still even probably be tempted to buy it and play it again you know, in a year yeah. or so. Yeah, you know, just from a voting with your dollars perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I like that this kind of thing exists. And, you know, I know we – like I said a bunch of harsh mean things and it's like I get – you know, I get it. Like, I don't, I don't make Sega CD games. Like, I understand there are considerations and stuff, but there's a difference between like, it. Like, the problems that like they are so clearly choices, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we react on when we're complaining about this kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, just uh, they're not mistakes. The, the the intentionality behind it. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really willing choices mm-hmm. that I feel like are wrong choices. So it's like, I don't want to be like, you know, why don't you just do like when we're talking about a design thing and we say like. Oh, it'd be cool if this happened when you reloaded. Like, oh, maybe there are technical things mm-hmm. to stop that from happening. But this game is not like a technical powerhouse. Even at the time, like it's primarily text-based. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, a, it's a Sega CD game based on something from six years earlier. Totally. So, like, yeah. you know, the 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 tech stuff is not really even an issue. Like the things that we're picking up on, like wouldn't this have been better, are all within the capabilities. Yeah. Of of the technology and the people making it. I think mm-hmm. it's just they're just choices I don't like. Yeah. You know, from like a literary perspective. So rough choices. Yeah. I mean, you know, that aside, thank you. Thank you, Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Blaine. Like I, I – we were to, probably would have ended up – we didn't have this plan before you named it, but I bet you we would have done it. Yeah. You know, anyway, just because it is such an oddball game and, uh, you know, doing stuff that – so Kojima is so monolithically known for Metal Gear. It's like fun to see what he's done outside of it. Yeah, yeah. And like this is a great Kojima game. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, it does like and the, the the things that you know it's a good for the things that he does well and the things that are frustrating about him. Yeah. Both are you know it's a very good example of this stuff. Fantastic. All right, so what are we doing next time, Cole? So next time we are doing something I'm very excited about because it is a game mm-hmm. I have meant to play for a little while, uh, by which I mean uh, a little over one year, uh, but haven't. This is Dishonored. This is the uh, second part in our uh, Watch Out for Lens Flare initiative, which was funded by mm-hmm. you, our uh, our Kickstarter backers and listeners. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was super excited about that. Um, I've been making some progress, and it's very fun. And I like that game a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, after that we are doing um, we're, we have another episode where we're joined by a guest. Yes. Um, we're going to be just by, joined by Brian. Yes. Um, who we met at, uh, at at Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Super nice, cool dude. Yeah, really nice dude. Um, and we're going to be playing Heroes of Might and Magic Three. Um, there's some some talk uh, about the length of that game recently <laughs> on the something awful message boards. I think it's something where uh, if you want to do everything, it's like 70 hours. Yeah, um, we're not going to do that. So so <laughs> just so you know, we're going to take advantage of the fact that we have an expert of the game on the show, and then we're both going to do one of the campaigns. I guess you choose different campaigns at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I previously thought I'd played this game, but I'd actually played um, some other Might and Magic game that I thought they have was such this. similar so, names, Gary. Yeah. Yep. So I hadn't actually played this before. I'm looking forward to it, though. It's like a tactical. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure exactly how it, it's going to play mm-hmm. just yet. So, uh, but yeah. I'm looking to start that pretty soon. And uh, yeah, what are what are we doing after that? Well, after that, we are doing our very special uh, episode um, <laughs> about Dungeons mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, also part of the Kickstarter initiative. Um, mm-hmm. A little extra money meant that we could uh, get some extra recording equipment and spend some more time mm-hmm. out here. And uh, that's going to be a really fun episode. Um, yeah. The first part of it is going to be um, a little bit about the history of D&D and, and the basics of it, and then uh, spend some time talking about games that have been based mm-hmm. on uh, Dungeons & Dragons and kind of the influence. And then the second part of it is going to be, a, and I want to set this expectation now, mm-hmm. um, because even though it is not my edit, just uh, for, for, for mercy's <laughs> sake, a lightly edited actual play session. Yes. Uh, so there, you know, maybe weird pauses and not all of the levels are perfect during the entire thing. But we recorded a Dungeon Dragons one-off session with my regular game group. Yeah. Um, there's going to be the bulk of the extra sode. Yeah, and so. you know, I can say as somebody who is both not familiar with that game group um, and also as somebody who is part of the show, it was real fun. It was. It, yeah. it, it was. It was a, a great experience having participated in that, and I'm excited to uh, to have you listen in to uh, to how this group of um, you know Duckfeed superstars um, yeah. have uh, <laughs> you know put together a tabletop RPG session. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was really fun. Like it was um, uh, Nick Glauber is involved, who's uh, from the show Check It Out Comrade as well, mm-hmm. and then uh, Levi, who has been on Bonfire Side Chat before. Yeah, um, and then my friends Ben and Courtney. So it was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to that because I love D and D. Yeah, um, and video games based on D and D. The uh, yeah, and I think that's all we're going to reveal for now. Yeah, yeah, that, th- that takes us into uh, into the middle middle of January. We said it just a little bit earlier, but we hope that you have a uh, safe and happy holiday. And uh, yeah, yeah. And if uh, if you're still doing any holiday shopping, Amazon link, rate and review our shows. It's been a long episode, so we don't have to do a full admin right, right. crunch. But you know the shows, listen to them. You know the tasks. Yep. Do them. Most Appreciate recent- it. <laughs> Most recently, check out um, both check it out, comrade. Uh, which is, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, a show that Gary and um, Nick do, uh, which is mm-hmm. about indie games, and also Hexcrank, which is a blog yep. that I do about survival horror games. 
Indeed. All these things are well worth your time. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than that, until next time, what should they do, Cole? Well, um, they should definitely watch out for everybody that they know and love uh, because yep. they could have potentially been uh, hijacked by a snatcher. With motivations that you'll never understand or care about. <laughs> yes, um, watch out for Russia. Um, you yeah. know, the, the the Red Dragon Awakes. Yep. Yeah. And um, uh, well, yeah, watch out for Hideo Kojima. Watch out for Kojima dumps. Fucking fine. I'm just going to save us both the time, okay? Or I said the time. The <laughs> time. Save us the time. The time. <laughs> is, that, is that like a Saturday Live sketch about Morris Day in the time? <laughs> <laughs> Jungle love. The time. <laughs> <laughs> okay.